Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us here live. We are a few hours late due to the fact that we did an interview earlier with Jason Kessler regarding the situation after Charlottesville uh, and the many lawsuits that uh, he has and is involved in. Uh, check out that, by the way. It's not up on the websites yet because right after the, uh, the live stream that I did with Jason, uh, I had to go straight over to doing prep for this show, so that's why we're a bit late. But we'll get both of these, of course, up on the websites uh, and the channels later on. As usual, odyssey.com slash TV, And, of course, if you had slash live right there, you can watch our live streams there. Uh, I think they show the live streams on the app now, by the way, the Odyssey app. Uh, could be mistaken, but I, th I think I've seen some live streams uh, actually being notified. Uh, or, or you can see them, at least, if you go in and check like the channels that you're following uh, on the Odyssey app, if you're uh, choosing that way. Otherwise, BitChute, of course, you can watch our sh our stuff there. Um, what else have we got on VK? Rumble. Uh, exciting. Rumble. Really good uh, Really good choice. I saw someone in on Twitter the other day say, I choose Rumble. Uh, when I linked up uh, all the different ways you can check out the show. It's as a good option as any, I guess. Uh, and, of course, uh, yeah, no, I think, uh, I think that's it. Uh, otherwise, we do have a great show lined up here today. Uh, I played the, uh, what's it called again, uh, Manic Street Preachers here. Uh, those who are watching the recording uh, are not sure what I'm talking about, but do you guys remember that band? Like super far left, right? Like they were, they even had some gigs where they played uh, before like a, uh, what was it again? Uh, no, 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 wait. They had a gig and the late like Labour Party politicians in the UK like came on. <laughs> it was like a you know, tell a stream and, and like talked about some voting issue or like, remember to vote, uh, you know, socialist, you know. Um, and there was a song called, if you tolerate this, then your children will be next. What, what, ha what happened? What happened to that spirit? Right. Uh, it's a really cringe line right early in the song where they talk about like hunting fascists. <laughs> right. But it's like you could apply all of that. All of it that's that's happening today, which which these leftists still think is fascism or some delusion like that. Um, all the worries that the left used used to have, right, about how government is taking over and you know they're pushing things on people, um, you know, against their will and things like this. And 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 again, if you if if we tolerated all the shit that that we tolerated, then now our children are next. <laughs> they are lined up next. But that spirit seems to be completely gone. Um, and of course, today here, we are going to address the hardlined uh, crackdown that's coming for those who uh, choose not to, uh, not to trust uh, the authorities, those who choose not to vax, those who choose uh, to decide, make their own decisions. Uh, regarding their body, right? So that's uh, that's one of the main themes here today. We're going to talk about Israel, the spying scandal as well, a little bit later on in the show. I do want to talk about the Olympics as well, by the way. We have an Olympics opening ceremony this Friday coming up here. Uh, and of course, it's going to be very different. They postponed it in 2020, uh, taking place in Tokyo this year, or this time, I should say. Every two years, there is a um, Olympics summer and then other two it's winter and they uh, zigzag that but uh yeah very different this year because of this delta variant supposed delta variant outbreak 
and uh, Tokyo was probably going to lose a lot of money on this. You know, no uh, no audiences to speak of or whatever. But there's some some stuff there I want to talk to you guys about, especially about the opening ceremonies too, which seems very interesting. But we'll, we'll get to that. And then if we do have some time today, uh, let's talk about the. Uh, we have a little bit on um, uh, the the uh, the Israeli stuff too, actually regarding the the, <laughs> the Ben and Jerry's stuff, the anti BDS laws and uh, Ben and Jerry's, which of course is owned by two uh, I won't say Israelis, but two Jews, right? M most of these ice cream companies actually are Hagen Das, right? That's uh, Jewish owned. Uh, ben and Jerry's is Jewish owned. I think there's a there's like two other. Pretty big brands too that I'm forgetting. Um, Hagen Dazs has an interesting story behind it too, by the way. They're they're super hardcore pro-Israeli though, but apparently Ben and Jerry's came out against it, and and the a uh, uh, lot of uproar regarding that. So so that if we have time for that, we'll talk about that at the end there. Uh, but yeah, anyway, good to see you all. Thank you for joining us live here. Uh, very late and gay today, but uh, better late than never. So I do appreciate you joining us. Entropy is open. EntropyStream.live forward slash Red Ice TV. That's the best way to join in uh, if you want to drop us a chat, a super chat here today. Uh, see a couple of people over there, and some people uh, gave some chats earlier today when I had uh, Jason on. But uh, T Bear is here. Smash time. That's right. Smash with Scott. It is Smash with Scott time uh, as it goes. Thank you, T Bear. Appreciate that. Uh, I do always try to keep an eye on Trovo as well, uh, at least one half of an eye over there somewhere. Trovo.live slash red eyes you can join us uh, there as well they do have an app if you want to uh, watch us uh, on there and then odyssey odyssey.com slash at red eyes tv as i uh, said earlier but uh, yeah so that that's other ways that you can super chat but uh, we do appreciate everyone joining us over on entropy stream uh, as well and uh, yeah just a quick little plug for the uh, weekend warrior show that we did here uh, sunday actually went up uh, monday because uh, sometimes the editing um, doesn't, uh, can't just squeeze it in all in one day. Uh, but check out that. We talked about a lot. I actually uploaded two segments uh, onto the uh, main websites and um, uh, from there, which I thought was very important. And, and really, we're going to really going to pick up from there uh, today and, and just talk about this, right? So we had the two segments here lockdowns are back, right? Saying no to COVID vax is now murder, basically. That's the line that media is pushing. So we uploaded that segment to check that out. Uh, and also the segment on how many people dead. And this is a low ball. Uh, 28,000 is just like official official numbers from the existing, you know, VAERS database in the US and then the European equivalent uh, in the EU and 28,000 people. I have some clips uh, today that we're going to show, and I did include in that actually a clip where a attorney is talking about uh, maybe 45,000 dead, but now they're talking maybe 50,000. Some people are speculating in the hundreds of thousands, because the problem with these databases still is you still have to have doctors and the right people go in and, and log these entries. And unfortunately for us, because we obviously want the right statistics on these kinds of very serious things, uh, in many regards, people could succumb to injuries that is a consequence of this experimental mRNA technology, uh, but it's late, much later happens to them, a week later, maybe a month later, uh, or, or even in some cases a few days, but it still is not connected with the vaccine, and we might never know those cases, right? So very important. But anyway, check out latest Weekend Warrior show there for you guys. Uh, very good stuff. So check out this. Let's begin in uh, Australia. 
Uh, we're going to talk about Australia and Sydney a little bit. And Australia is just full on um, uh, lockdown mode. We're we're back and and, and check out the uh, the cases here too, because one person has died. Uh, all of Sydney is going into a complete shutdown, which of course is is insane, right? I don't understand how no, how there's anybody out there that can argue that this is to protect people and that they are concerned for our well-being and that's why they're doing this to us. I, I just, you have to be just beyond, like just totally beyond brainwash at this point. Uh, anyway, check out this clip here. Good evening. Within hours, Sydney will be in the grip of much tougher restrictions. The Premier clamping down on the stubborn Delta outbreak with what she's calling a no-regrets policy. And this is why. From a record 82,000 tests, the state today recorded 111 cases and tragically the third COVID death in this outbreak, a man aged in his 80s from the city's southeast. Across Greater Sydney, retail shops will now close. A small list of essential stores can remain open. Construction sites across the city shut down. And from midnight tonight, 110 suburbs across Liverpool, Fairfield and Canterbury-Bankstown will be sealed shut. That's 900,000 residents who can't leave their area, even for work. Even for work. So you're telling me because of one guy in his 80s died, they're doing this? This is insane. Absolutely insanity. And check this out. It gets worth the, worse than that in New South Wales. Don't talk to friends or neighbors. <laughs> don't don't do anything. Sit on your ass. Shut up. Do what we tell you to do. And uh, don't don't even connect with people. Don't even try to pretend that, that you're going to start organizing on some level and that you're going to be to get a temperature to measure if there's anybody out there that are opposed to this. You're not allowed to talk to your neighbours now. Whilst it is in human nature to engage in conversation with others, to be friendly, um, unfortunately, this is not the time to do that. So even if you run into your next-door neighbour in the shopping centre, in the Coles, whilst you're at Coles Woolworths or Aldi or any other um, grocery shop, don't start up a conversation. Now is the time <laughs> for minimising your interactions with others. Even if you've got a mask, do not think that affords total protection. We want to be absolutely sure that as we go about our daily lives, we do not come into contact with anyone else that would pose a risk. Yeah, that's right. You can't even stand 20 feet apart and have a conversation. Don't even engage in other people. Now, what the hell is that about, do you think? Hmm? What do you think that's about? Um you euphemis zine I always mispronounce your name. Thank you for the uh, library tokens over on Odyssey. I do appreciate it. Uh, no message attached to that. Very uh, very kind of you. Let me check interview real quick here too. T no, T-Bear's latest one we did. We're, we're uh, caught up there. So I want to make sure I stay on top of these. So check out this uh, story here too. Not a big surprise, of course. Uh, but uh, they're trying to block our, our ability to understand what uh wh where this comes from where this virus comes from uh we need some clear answers here of course there's a lot of problems i think that would come in the wake of of us actually learning the truth of where this virus comes from uh because it would point right back to the very people that are now giving us these lockdowns and the vaccine and all that kind of stuff at least um at, at least connected in in a general sphere of of that same ilk if you will but uh anyway house democrats block bill 
to declassify intel information on origins of COVID-19 virus in Wuhan lab. Um, so, uh, from Gateway Pundit here, for over a year now, the Gateway Pundit has been reporting evidence that the COVID-19 virus originally originated in Wuhan, China Chinese laboratory. Our first report was back in April 2020, when we confirmed Dr. Shi Zhengli ran the coronavirus program at the Wuhan lab after the program was shut down in the U.S. due to a prior leak that killed a researcher. Uh, as early as 2018, U.S. State Department officials warned about the safety risk at the Wuhan Institute of Virology Lab on scientists conducting risky tests with the bat coronavirus. U.S. officials made several trips to the Wuhan laboratory. And despite the uh, warnings, the U.S. National Institute of Health under Dr. Anthony Fauci awarded $3.7 million in a grant to the Wuhan lab to study ju just that, the uh, bat coronavirus. This was after the State Department warned about the risky tests going on in the lab, and we talked about many times the gain-of-function research and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, the deadly uh, China coronavirus was started in China sometime in late 2019, has now circulated the globe. Evidence suggests that the coronavirus didn't come naturally. We still don't know whether the deadly virus was leaked intentionally or if it was an accident. And it doesn't really... We should know the truth. Uh, it, it, I mean, it does change things. It, it does definitely change things. It's a, it's a different ballgame if it was intentionally released, right? But regardless, the the authorities have uh, have act acted um, accordingly and and decided to use this right uh, to their own advantage to bring us to the point where we now are, where we basically have uh, no rights left, and people are largely accepting this, and then they're also accepting an, an experimental. Uh, gene modifying, uh, you know, new technology and mRNA technology, uh, which is is leading us onto a path of human manipulation or genetic manipulation of human beings, I should say, uh, which is really you know kind of crossing the Rubicon into transhumanist territory. Um, anyway, they go through a little bit here on the uh, on some of the prior evidence first here uh, of what happened, um, but uh, let me see here the the. Uh, uh, there is a video here, the mark of the video, the, the World Health officials say coronavirus are pretty good. You can manipulate them in a lab pretty easily. We've talked about that. The spike protein drive a lot about what uh, drives a lot about what happens. You can get the sequence. You can build the protein. We work with Ralph Barrick at the UNC to do this. Insert the backbone of another virus uh, and do some work in a lab. Of course, Peter Peter Dazak and others were involved in this. These uh, intermediaries between Fauci's NIH. NIH and the uh, uh, Echo Health Alliance out of New York. We've talked about that many times. But anyway, the Democrats do not want the American public or anyone else, for that matter, to know the truth. That would be damaging to their extensive propaganda network. So this week, House Democrats blocked a bill that would have released information on the origins of the pandemic to the public. Remember, uh, Biden issued this 90-day right, uh, report by intelligence services, investigate the Wuhan lab leak. What, what is it? You know, where did it come from? What kind of information do we have? And it doesn't really matter. I mean, the Chinese, they blocked investigators early on. Uh, the UN didn't go in there. That's part because they're part of the problem here, right? Um, by a vote of 216 to 207, Tuesday evening, Democrats in the House of Representatives blocks, blocked consideration of a bill that would require the Director of National Intelligence to declassify information related to the origins of the Wuhan coronavirus pandemic, specifically, or uh, uh, yeah, specifically information about any role the Wuhan Institute of Virology may have played in the pandemic's outbreak.
The COVID-19 Origin Act was introduced in the U.S. Senate by Josh Hawley and Mike, Mike Braun and passed unanimously in May. Representative Michael Burgess brought the COVID-19 Origin Act to the House floor for consideration with uh, reps, representatives Brad Wenstrup from Ohio and Darren Lahoud from Illinois, explaining, explaining its importance shortly before Democrat voted down the measure Tuesday night. So um, they don't want us to find out for some for some strange unknown reason. Uh, they don't want us to uh, to discuss these kinds of things, right? Which is strange. There are some other things that they're involved in, though. Uh, let me take these two quick. Lycan Warrior uh, over on Entropy Stream. Hasbro whistleblowers claims critical race theory being pushed through pa- uh, toy packaging. Training says six months old can be racist. Uh, interesting. I'm going to save that article. Thank you, Lycan. I do appreciate uh, when you guys send some links as well, because that's always fun. I'll save that for a little bit later. Thank you, sir. Uh, very kind of you. Uh, let me go back here. <clears throat> we have uh, Peppa McFly as well. Um, it's a dark winter in Australia, eh? Uh, that's right. It is winter uh, down there right now. It, it definitely is a dark winter. Now, I'm not sure if it's... I mean, it, it does obviously obviously gets colder there uh, during uh, the Northern Hemisphere summer months. Uh, but I wonder if they have it as bad kind of with the, the cold flu season like we do in winter time in the northern hemisphere i'm actually not sure that would be interesting to know I mean, is is that why then they're using that as an excuse it's basically cold and flu season there which of course have disappeared that that's miraculously solved coronavirus fixed all that right now it's just uh covid19 uh it, it, that could be the angle that they're playing on this of course um but uh yeah anyway um biden Communication director targets conservative news outlets that post irresponsible content about controversial vaccines. So there has been a massive push in just the last few days, and we'll take a look at some of that, to basically get all the conservative sources out there uh, to push for uh, vaccination, shilling the vaccines, basically, from Fox News to uh, Newsmax to uh, some other smaller creators and things like that you know the uh, the daily wires and the ben shapiro's now that they've been pro-vax you know for a long time of course uh but but there's a different kind of push that's happening right now and you notice it clearly right even i think even trump went out and, and said something he's been somewhat quiet i mean he's uh with operation warp speed of course largely responsible for a lot of this that this it's just a fact it probably would have happened anyway even if he didn't you know take the initiative but of course it, it's with his help that we have this scenario right now um but he hasn't said that awful much about it before he, he goes on and praise it like he, he i did all this and it's because of me you have the vaccine and blah 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 but apparently now there's been a change in attitude uh with with uh, with a lot of these people right so so keep an eye out for who changes their tune who might even before have maybe not said anything to now becoming a little bit more uh you know vocal about it that's definitely a giveaway of uh, that the um, that the leash have been you know they pulled in the leash a bit on this, and now they uh, want people to get out there and basically advocate for their followers and for their viewers, listeners, etc. to uh, to take this experimental jab. Everyone, no one left behind, right? That's the attitude. Um, let's just check out the clip instead of uh, instead of re- uh, reading this here. This is a White House Communications Director Kate Bedingfield. Um, saying that social media companies should be held accountable for misinformation shared on their platforms. She also notes there are conservative news outlets who are creating irresponsible content. 
in other words, they were pushing this that that if you if you don't agree with us, you are basically killing people. If you if you talk negatively about the vaccine, or if you even have just general, you know, general, just generally and and sincerely being skeptical uh, of what this this new technology is that, that they're pushing on us, and that you don't trust it, especially in consideration to the uh, studies that are out so far, uh, you know, animal testing and so forth. We've talked been over this many times, and it doesn't look promising. Right, a lot of organ failure. Um, the immune system is hit very, very hard. And of course, uh, it does create new uh, variants as well, the vaccine, which has been established, right? But uh, let's listen to this here. Well, we're reviewing that, and certainly they should be held accountable. And I think you've heard the president speak very aggressively about this. He understands this is an important piece of the ecosystem. But it's also the other thing the president has pointed out and spoke to when he was asked about this yesterday is it's it is also the responsibility of the people creating the content. And again, I would go back to, you know, there are conservative news outlets who are creating irresponsible content that's sharing misinformation about the vi- about the virus that's getting shared on these platforms. <clears throat> well, we're reviewing there it goes. that. So so basically Fox News by not bowing down. I mean they they some of them, some of these hosts did for a while. I mean, that's that's obvious, right? But by not every single one bowing down to them, um, they are basically killing people, and that's the line that they've been pushing, right? Um, so they're turning up the heat tremendously on these outlets and on these uh, uh, the the few that are left standing. They are saying, uh, you know, they have questions about this. Um, here's more from CNN, and we'll play a clip here. In front. Actually, let's do let's do that now. Let's play that Fox News uh, clip that were shilling for uh shilling hard for the vaccine check this out here uh, like congressman steve scalise i had covid 19 even though i was asymptomatic i went and got the vaccine for a few reasons well first let me say as i mentioned yesterday i saw president trump oversee this process he appointed dr stephen hahn at the fda who approved this vaccine he appointed robert redfield at the cdc i got the vaccine because one could keep you from getting a variant number two even if you get a variant you're 95 percent less likely to be hospitalized our elderly are most Scalise vulnerable. says it's higher than that from what he's seeing in hospitals. Higher, higher than that. And, and even more important than any of that is it reduces your risk of transmitting the virus. So if you have a grandmother or a grandfather or a parent, do it for them, if not for <laughs> yourself, even if you're a young person. That's right. So we got to we got to hype up that fear, right? That Because that's that's what it's all about. Right. So it uh, came out here too that uh, Fox News had an internal uh, document that leaked here. Their human resources department. Uh, regarding a uh, basically a vaccine passport and official uh, vaccine policy here. Um, as we have throughout the pandemic, Fox is following the guidelines and policies of the Center for Disease Control, the CDC, as well as state and local jurisdictions, with mask wearing and social distancing requirements for fully vaccinated individuals being lifted in nearly all the areas where we operate. Fox has made several important updates to our COVID-19 protocols as described below. For us to provide the most flexibility to our employees, we strongly encourage everyone who has been fully vaccinated to upload their vaccination information into Workday. Instructions on this secure process are available here. The new policies at Fox, which are effective immediately, are as follows. Fully vaccinated employees who have uploaded their vaccination status into Workday. Um, so those are for now, we'll see, this probably changed, but those are for now not required to wear a mask or socially distance while at work, but that is going to change. That's driving it, right? Unvaccinated employees or employees 
who have not uploaded their vaccination status into Workday. Under that, it says, unvaccinated employees must continue to comply with all Fox's COVID-19 prevention guidelines, including social distancing and mask wearing at work unless an exception applies. Unvaccinated employees must also continue to complete the work care daily screen to obtain a green screen for access to your employment location. Note, employees who may be fully vaccinated who do not have uh, who <laughs> who have not entered their vaccination information into Workday will be considered unvaccinated under company policies. Anyway, so uh, they are going to um, they, they have shifted to. And I thought that there were some level of skepticism here before right from them and that's completely gone out the window uh and in fact you're going to see a major change in most of these uh networks that are out there uh, i'm not sure where oan uh is on any of this but newsmax have shifted uh attention uh, or or focus on this and uh, fox has and so the few i wonder what people like tucker is going to do now i hear that he He's not even like on location anywhere in some offices, right? He's uh, there's like a home studio basically, right? So he might he might be getting away with it, but he's one of the few that has been, I think, genuinely uh, skeptical of this. And again, uh, you know, considering who who it is that's pushing uh, this on us, right? Uh, so so let's talk about the uh, the attack on the uh, dis what they call the disinformation dozen as well. This is a cr- really creepy. Uh, shit that they've done here, right? With going out with names uh, of the 12 individuals which they, the the U.S. government then, the, the Biden regime, the White House, is considering are at the, ru- at the root of so-called disinformation circulating regarding the vaccine. So the few avenues of skepticism that we do have left is something they need to close off entirely, right? And of that list of 12, I've actually talked to three of those people on the show uh, over the years. I've talked to Mercola, Joseph Mercola, which is number one on that list. Great guy. This was before, you know, we we kind of didn't really talk about some of these more, more even more controversial things that we talk about now on the show. Um, of course, he's very health oriented. I mean, he's an MD. He's a, he's a doctor. He knows his stuff. He's uh, has a very successful website with very good information on it regarding health and, you know, what you can do to, um, what is his tagline to, to take control of your health, right? But, you know, and he sells stuff and stuff like that. I, I think we're going to see basically a a treatment of uh, someone like Joseph Mercola is going to be uh, the new Andrew Anglin in some regard, right? That they're going to, cl- they're probably going to like kick him off of his domain. His domain and reg- registrar is going to drop and maybe even uh, web hosts and stuff like that. Pay- payment processors, I would assume, right? PayPal, right? Another one is uh, Aaron Elizabeth, uh, goes also by the name of Health Nut or Health Nut News. Also very, uh, very good on a lot of the, the vaccine information and stuff like that. Uh, she was named by name uh, and also Sherry Tenpenny, which is another, uh, you know, pro- uh, very uh, good researcher, specifically when it comes to vaccines. She looks into other stuff as well. Uh, but that's three that I've talked to of those 12, and they're all very good people, good hearted people. They genuinely want what's best for people when it comes to their health and stuff like that right and so they're being named by name and of course this is generating the i mean a tremendous you gotta you gotta gotta understand what they're doing here they're framing it in such a way that it's these 12 people's fault that people are dying they're, they're trying to frame it as these people are killers right they are murderers basically for talking 
about this and offering you different information about the vaccine. That's right. Uh, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is mentioned there, too. He's high up on the list, like number two. Again, really, I've never talked to him, but again, he does really good work on this kind of stuff, right? Um, and there are people now that are asking for these people's addresses. How do we find these people? They want to be, they want to hunt them down. People are scared for these dozen, the the disinformation dozens, um, you know, uh, about their uh, security, basically, that there will be uh, violence directed at them. There's a lot of mentally ill people out there, right? And if they're sitting here watching CNN and MSNBC all day, They'll be programmed with this, that the, these people are what's at fault and we need to stop them, basically, for, for, for this pandemic to end. Everybody needs to be forcefully vaccinated and everybody need to comply. It's going to be the law that you have to trust uh, the authorities, right? You have to, you, you cannot have any doubt. You, you cannot question uh, the ruling class because they are going to tell you what you need to believe and, what, and who you sh- by law need to trust. That's how insane this is getting, right? Uh, let's play a little bit from this um, CNN piece regarding, uh, what was it, the uh, Surgeon General, the new guy here, jumped in and talking about this. And, and, and again, naming people like this is just, I mean, it's despicable that they're targeting them uh, in this capacity with their real names and stuff like that. At the same time, the White House today is fighting a different kind of war, one against misinformation and the coronavirus. Speaking today at the White House press briefing, Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Morthy said, quote, Health misinformation has cost us lives, unquote, and nearly every death we are currently seeing from COVID-19 could have been prevented. Dr. Morthy referred to 10 members of his own family who have died from COVID-19, and as CNN's Caitlin Collins reports, Morthy's urgent call comes as vaccination rates across the country are plummeting. The Surgeon General issuing a dire warning today, calling COVID-19 misinformation an urgent threat. We must confront misinformation as a nation. The stark words coming during a rare appearance in the briefing room by Dr. Vivek Murthy on his unprecedented advisory. Surgeon General advisories are reserved for urgent public health threats. Today, we live in a world where misinformation poses an imminent and insidious threat to our nation's health. The Surgeon General citing studies showing that even the briefest exposure to misinformation made people less likely to get vaccinated. It's painful for me to know that nearly every death we are seeing now from COVID-19 could have been prevented. I say that as someone who has lost 10 family members. Much of that misinformation circulates on social media platforms like Facebook, but Biden's <laughs> top aides- They're still blaming Facebook, it's incredible. ...should be held accountable. Much, much more has to be done, and we can't wait longer for them to take aggressive action because it's costing people their lives. That's right. President so they're, Biden they're, prote- the- they're protecting us, right? You And again, FCC will step in and they will. And that's why the shift, I think it happened. There were calls on CNN and we played one of their clips in the Weekend Warrior show. They're basically calls for FCC to shut down Fox News because they're killing people <laughs> because they're not advocating for everybody to go out and trust the trust the ruling class and take the shot, right? And almost immediately, so boom, a switch of tone, right? Um, so th- someone janked the, the leash and, and 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 called these people in and said, this is what you're doing right now, right? Biden talked about how Facebook is killing people. These people still think that Facebook is not like banning people, right? Someone like Erin Elizabeth, I saw it on her Telegram. She's like been removed from, like, I think she has actually her YouTube still, which is remarkable, right? But like every single platform. She's kicked off of and then some of these people now I think are beginning to be kicked off of, you know, PayPal. It begins there and then it's going to be payment processors and everything else. Right. 
And of course, they why? Because they don't want to have a single voice of dissent that can connect the dots and tell you what really is happening when potentially, and I hope this doesn't happen, but when potentially we see millions of people start dying here later this year, next year, or maybe the following. We don't even know how long this is going to take for this to play out. But as new variants are created, largely due to the vaccinated, and they're re-exposed to these variants, they will become very, very ill. People are going to, I think, begin to die. I hope this is not true, but I think that that's, that we're very likely looking at that here. And then those who have not been vaccinated are the ones that are going to be blamed for it, when in reality it's because of the rollout of this new experimental technology that we're going to see people start dying. But they're going to flip it, and this is going to lead to a forceful vaccination program where, where the states, with the health authorities, with military, with the police, uh, are going out to find people that are unvaccinated to force them uh, to take this jab. That, that's that's what I think we most likely are looking at here. Now, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I sit here within two years like a dumb fool. And it turned out that none of that was true and we're all fine. Right. So that could be that's the best. That's if I look like a like a moron and an idiot idiot, that's the best outcome in this situation. Um, let's check the rest of this clip here. Focus to his economic agenda, touting monthly payments known as child tax credits that started going out to families today. This can be life changing for so many families. Established as part of his coronavirus relief package, the Biden administration will send up to $300 per child per month to most American families for the rest of the year. And single parents with and incomes and up to 100 Sorry, let me pause. And soon enough, I think it would be, but only if you're vaccinated, right? You, you'll see these like, you know, ba basically as they destroy the economy, inflation skyrockets, as uh, short food shortages comes, comes into place and as the government picks up the role of taking care of you in the form of UBI, if you have not obeyed them and taken the vaccine, that's it. You're, you're, you're not going to get any of these benefits and you basically uh, you're going to be on your own. $12,000 and married couples with incomes up to $150,000 are eligible for the full benefit. I think this will be one of the things that the vice president and I will be most proud of when our terms are up. Parents that filed recent tax returns or got stimulus checks are expected to get paid automatically. But one difficulty facing the White House is finding those outside the tax system. And certainly we will be vigilant and do everything we can to reach. Every and who and who could that be, say? Hmm. Every single person who's eligible. The White House has indicated they want to make the child tax credit permanent. But tonight they're yeah. also tamping down concerns about inflation amid fears the economy could overheat. The data shows and the Federal Reserve chair who operates independently conveyed yesterday that uh, most of the price increases uh, we are seeing are expected to be temporary. <laughs> now, Jake, yeah. a big crux of the Surgeon General's argument right, me, today. Pause it. Yeah, that's funny, too. That's right. I, I did retweet something about that that is like, yeah, there's some inflation price increase, but it will be it'll be temporary. Yeah, sure. Let's let's uh, let's see how that age. I'm I'm sure that's going to age real damn well, right? Uh, it, it's wow, it's incredible. They just, I mean, I know they have to lie. I know they have to try to keep the, the you know the the faith basically in the system going, because otherwise it will crash immediately, and and they can't you know at least short term they can't have that, right? Um, is another. Let me see if this is is this a longer. Let me see what he says here. This is the Surgeon General. Let me see if he. Uh, there's another clip I want to uh, play too regarding the uh, the Rockefeller. Let me pause there. Uh, the Rockefeller Foundation, uh, how they're stepping in here to uh, to help with some money. Um, 
okay this is that's right this is what we played uh in the uh in the weekend warrior show i believe this clip part of this here okay okay no let's go to um uh, let me see here. It's yeah, it's about the Facebook thing too. The Facebook fired back and talked about how much that they have done to you know get people the vaccine information and stuff like that. We don't have to play this one, uh, but let me go over here to this one and play this one real quick. Here's the Surgeon General talking about the very charitable uh, Rockefeller Foundation uh, in terms of how how much money they're going to pour into uh, so-called misinformation regarding vaccine. Rockefeller Foundation is announcing a 13.5 million dollar commitment to counter health misinformation. The Digital Public Library of America is announcing that they will convene a set of librarians, scholars, journalists, and civic leaders to confront health misinformation together. Fourth, we are saying we expect more from our technology companies. We're asking them to operate with greater transparency and accountability. We're asking them to monitor misinformation more closely. We're asking them to consistently take action against misinformation super spreaders on their platform. <laughs> super spreaders. Rockefeller Foundation. Yeah, there we go. So 13 13.5 million dollars from the uh, th from the good old Rockefeller Foundation, which of course were behind Operation Lockstep back in 2010. We've talked about that too many times at the I mean the very organization or if you want to tie it back to a family that's actually responsible for bringing in so-called orthodox medicine, single-handedly, the Rockefeller Foundation is 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 what we can thank for that, right? And today, I think one of like the third leading cause, I think, of death, at least in the U.S., uh, is because of the uh, the the so-called orthodox medical system, right? With the, with big pharma making money on you with uh, not having proper advice when it comes to cancer, how to treat those things. They just talk about, you know, uh, uh, you know, medication, basically, or chemotherapy and these kinds of things. There's nothing about diets or vitamin intake or minerals or anything like that. Try to be, you know, stabilizing yourself. It's like all th this insane medical system out of control greed that we see within it that basically are like killing people and, and driving people to bankruptcy. Uh, can be can be single-handedly, uh, you know, we can thank the Rockefellers basically for for that system, right? But yeah, so here they are, uh, 13.5 million in funding to strengthen public health response efforts, <laughs> and, and and again, this is to counter so-called health misinformation. So if you have any doubt that information is starting to come out on the internet, who's behind all this stuff? who's been pushing this, uh, then rest assured the Rockefellers are going to be there to assure us uh, that uh, what they helped to bring in uh, back in the early 1900s uh, was, was absolutely right. And, the, and of course, there's no corruption behind any of this. There's no financial incentive. These big pharma companies, you know, Moderna's stock certainly hasn't gone up. Pfizer's stock certainly hasn't gone up. There's no there's no one making money on this mass vaccination program, is there? Well, uh, check this out. Even Facebook's vaccine fact checker is funded by an organization that holds $2 billion worth of vaccine manufacturer stock. The fact that there is so much uh, corruption involved in this too is something that basically no one is, is questioning or no one is investigating, right? Um, this is truly sickening stuff. They're making money on our way out, on our way down as they're as they're doing a worldwide experiment on the global population, right? Which I think, I mean, I think this is it. I think this is the, uh, 
I think this is the depopulation program that you know so many of us have talked about over the years. And I, I, this is this is the choice. And 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 even if it's not, you know, through COVID nineteen, this is going to expand, and there's going to be something. E- either they're actually going to release something which actually uh, is going to start killing people on a mass scale, or or it's down to this vaccine, right? At least a, a modification which makes a tremendously dependable uh, depend uh, dependent on on the medical system. Um, we're talking about injuries, life changing injuries, where people can't go to work anymore. They have all kinds of weird weird issues, right? Stuff like that. Let's play this here too. A um, um, DeSantis. Uh, I thought DeSantis was pretty good for a while, and he was pushing back against the. He was pushing back against the pass, the vaccine passport and stuff like that. But again, immediately changing his tune. Listen to this. Um, so here's, I think, the, the most important thing with the data. If you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, the chance of you getting seriously ill or dying from COVID is effectively zero. If you look at the people that are being admitted to hospitals, uh, over 95 percent of them are either not fully vaccinated or not vaccinated at all. And so these vaccines are saving lives. They are reducing mortality. Mortality in nursing homes since we rolled out the vaccines in December is down over 95 percent due to COVID. Mortality for elderly people since we rolled out the vaccines is down nearly 90 percent. And so we're proud in Florida that we put seniors first on that because they were the most vulnerable. We have 85 percent of our seniors that are vaccinated and about 75% of folks over the age of 50. We have no mandate. We've provided information to people um, and and we've uh, been very honest about any data that that comes out. And I can tell you that if you look, uh, you are seeing people that are vaccinated. For whatever reason, some I think can test positive if you're vaccinated. But they don't get yeah, seriously. That's, well, that's what is all that about? That's isn't that remarkable, right? Isn't that very, very strange? Uh, well, what's 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 going on with that? Why why do all these people? Didn't that happen to the? Was it the Texas Democrats that fled up to? Was it D.C. they fled up to, uh, in some kind of act of like rebellion and protest? Uh, tons of people there ended up testing positive, right? Uh, it, it's it's so strange. I'm not sure what that is about or how that really works. Uh, but now they're forced to admit that, of course, in some cases. Again, it creates new variants. It doesn't protect you against new variants. And in many regards, that's why they're Pfizer filed and they lobbied for having a third shot now, which they, I guess they claim is going to take care of the Delta variant. And then it's going to be the Epsilon variant. That's going It's just never going to it's just never going to end. Uh, right. I think personally, the best thing you can do uh, again, look into it for to do do your own research. I'll be I'll be charitable. <laughs> like look into it for yourself, right? Look into it for yourself. Make your decision, but don't base it off of a ruling class that hates you and wants you gone, and and and, and trust those people, and then think that oh that that'll be the uh, that'll be the best thing we can do. Just tr- just trust these people that want basically want us dead, right? That's going to do it. The best case scenario is for your immune system to deal with this in and of itself, right? Here's the survival rates, once again, on screen for you guys. If you're a teenager from 0 to to 19, there's a 99.997% chance of survival. And I think at this point, the death rate of the vaccines is going to be much, much higher. I should say say lower than that. Then the survival rates of the vaccine is going to be lower than that. Um, and again, it's a slight increase if you go up in the ages, but 
if you genuinely have a, a, a immune issue or you're older, you, you can quarantine. You can isolate, right? You don't have to go to a job anyway, right? Most likely. You can isolate. And this is what we've done historically. That's always what we have done. We've just let the vulnerable and sick people quarantine. Not the healthy and everything else. But there's a whole other thing going on here. Which people don't generally understand. They don't. They they have not wrapped their head around that. We've 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 studied media, we've studied narratives, we've studied the ruling class, we've studied the elite for over a decade, almost almost too soon, right? Of like of what these people do, what they plan, how they manage populations, what they've been trying to do for such a long time, and now we see see it come into. Uh, into fruition with the with the aid of the World Health Organization's you know Agenda 21, which is you know the short term plan of that is Agenda 2030 and stuff like that. But the survival rate is very very high, and there's there is no big risk of you dying. But again, if you do have other issues, you can take measures. Uh, you do not have to get uh, yourself vaccinated to feel protected. And I hear a lot of this too, like the uh, Surgeon General there. What was his name again? Vajari. What was his name? Oh, I had uh, uh, 10 family members that died. Like, can we see any? Uh, are they just making this up? Most regards, and the same thing of the situation in Sydney down there, too. Uh, in Australia, one 80 year old man died, and they decide to lock up, you know, lock everybody up basically and, and, and shut down society. He would, the sad reality is, this 80 year old man would probably have died from something else anyway, even if it was COVID, even, it was, even if it was the flu, whatever it was, right? You get old, you get your immune system gets compromised, it can't keep up with it, it doesn't work as well anymore. And yes, death for the most part is you succumbing to some kind of Ill illness for the most part, right? That's that's what most people uh, die off. But they're trying to promise us that you, we can we can you know we can save people, and we're not going to let that happen. And then there's tens of thousands of people that have died from the vaccine. I think in EU alone, it was something like 1.5 million recognized injuries by the various equivalent database in in the EU. And 50% uh, of them was like serious injuries because of this vaccine, right? So all of a sudden, those lives don't matter. That doesn't, that, that doesn't matter anymore, right? Anyway, back to DeSantis here. We'll just uh, let him uh, finish his little propaganda campaign there. Ill, except maybe rare instances. There's always one-offs on stuff. But I can tell you in Florida, your chance of surviving if you're vaccinated is close to 100%. And so we've worked very hard to get those vaccines into all our elderly communities and give it to other folks um, who, who could use it. Obviously, when you talk about some of the younger folks, the uptake has been less. I think that Actually, I wonder the distribution why. Uh, was very effective that we did. And I think we had a lot of good uptake on the Johnson & Johnson in March and into April we have saw a noticeable decline in J&J &J when they pulled it back because of the FDA. I think it was a huge mistake. I said so at the time. And I think that that sent a message that maybe this is not something that, uh, that they should be doing. I think that's been unfortunate because I took it. I think it's, I think it's effective. Um, I took so it. here's, oh, I me, think, the... Let me pause that. Yeah, I took it. I think it's effective, blah, blah, blah. I don't even know if you did. I mean, some people said, and I think we talked about it in the Weekend Warrior show, too. It's like, I think some of these faces that we see, the PR men... You know, the stand and push this. Some of them, I think, genuinely believe, you know, that this is the right thing and I took it and all those kinds of things. But some of them might just, they might dodge it or or they might be getting, you know, if they, 
very few are doing it in front of the cameras anyway, but it could be anything in those shots. It could be a sailing solution. It could be anything specifically prepared for them. We we just we we don't even know, right? That's that's what's so sad about all this in a way too. It's that we're we're dealing with the ruling class that are so they're such liars, right? And and instead of try to win our trust, they think that they can gain it by censoring people and banning people and get them to shut up, criminalize dissent instead of just telling the truth and, and, and let these be open debates that we have in society where we try to churn these things out. And I know there's some fact-checking stuff, but a lot of that stuff is just plain wrong and they just lie. They just lie to us, right? Um, here's CNN. Check out this uh, Check out this bitch here. We've, we've played multiple clips over the last few years with this one. Uh, Dr. Liana Wen, and she's basically like a uh, you know she's basically like a Chinese uh, communist spy, right? Uh, or like a an employee of CCP, right? And she's sitting on on uh, American news media talking about what we should do, how we should lock everybody up, and mask mandates need to come back again, and we need to stop these people from from working, and we should. We need to make it as difficult as possible for people who are not vaccinated. You know, we need to use the carrot and the stick she's talked about, and we need to make make sure that there's they have no rights whatsoever. They can't even do anything anymore. Here's uh, Leanne Wen. Check this uh, out. You say the Biden administration needs to change its approach to this pandemic now that the uh, Delta variant has taken hold. Uh, what specific changes do you want to see? Are we going to see uh, more masking in at least federal buildings around Washington, do you think? I really hope so, because, Jim, we are at a very different point in the pandemic than we were a month ago. We now have about three times the number of new infections compared to a month ago. We have the Delta variant, which it in people who are infected with it, they have about a thousand times the amount of virus than they would if they got infected with the original wild type variant. And we don't actually know for those wild individuals, type. even if they are fully vaccinated, are they able to transmit the Delta variant to others? And so as a result, we need to use an abundance of caution approach. And so I hope that the Biden administration hits the reset button and says, we acknowledge that we are oh, at a very button. different point, and therefore we should follow the example of LA County and say that if there are places where vaccinated and unvaccinated people are mixing, then indoor mask mandates should still apply. There are exceptions, two exceptions, in fact. One is if there is proof of vaccination and everybody is fully vaccinated, then you can take off your mask. Or if there is a very high level of community vaccination rates, then indoor mask mandates don't need to be there. But I really think it's time for us to reinstate some of these um, masking mandates while yep. in the meantime, ideally aiming for proof of vaccination so that we can really boost our vaccination numbers. Oh, oh we could uh, take up, uh, we need to uh, bring back... Uh mask mandates uh but go it, do it now uh, so again as we said many times it is it, it's not gonna end it's just it's gonna go right back to where <laughs> where it was and of course in the meantime they are have have vaccinated everybody and we don't even know what's gonna happen with this right that, that that's how ridiculous this is uh and i can't i can't believe people tr are trusting these these criminals like they're they're, they're literally like criminals right? <laughs> and they're and they're liars uh, and they think by force by forcing you to trust them that this is going to work in some way and and i guess that the only method they'll have left at the end of it because i know that there's a lot of people that are going to say no about this they that this is a line in the sand and they're saying you know you you, you <laughs> they, they they are saying 
uh, and I've seen you know seen this in comments and things like that all over uh, the web. I've heard some people talk about it. They're basically like you have to like you have to vaccinate my dead body basically, right? Like, I, I I'm not I don't want this. It's my right not to trust these people. It's my right not to inject the you know you can't just come and show up and tell me to inject uh, myself with this experiment without you know. And there's not even like good studies available for you to look and 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 they've claimed well it's uh, the data is coming in now well it's it's safe and effective and of course we talk about some of the people that are the many people that are injured and and dead and stuff like that we'll show just a couple right and there's some speculation now might be we might be looking at as high as uh, fifty thousand people that have been um, that have actually succumbed. Uh, that have died because of this vaccine. There's a lawsuit going right now. Uh, but a quick mention about this here too. Twitter had this, and it's funny how as soon as there's one debate that's like kind of been raging the day before, the f- the fact checking dropped trending story on Twitter is usually that to try to debunk it and stuff like that. So this one was regarding the um, uh, regarding HIPAA, right? The Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. Uh, that it's against the law, basically, to question you what medical procedures you have or what status of of your you know your health is and stuff like that. Uh, but now they're the fact checkers have come in, and they're putting us back in our place regarding this. Uh, according to Snopes and multiple other fact checkers and USA Today, businesses can in fact ask customers if they are vaccinated against COVID-19. Uh, and, and there's no legal repercussion for that, they, uh, they tell us here. That's what the, that's what the experts tell us. Um, HIPAA, HIPAA's rules do not prevent businesses and journalists from inquiring about people's vaccination status, according to USA Today, Snopes, and multiple other fact checkers. Well, that uh, well that settles it. Uh, it uh, then doesn't it? Um, I saw uh, Dissa Dance over on Trovo earlier with a colorful colorful chat. Sorry if I missed that uh, the timely one. Uh, I think it was related to something we were showing at the time. Um, uh, but he said there at least you're not speaking German. I guess. Uh, yeah, you can uh, you can definitely say that again. Uh, thank you to everyone else over there. By the way, sending some uh, uh, spells. Uh, over on Trovo, do appreciate. It. I saw William Shear over there with a couple of spells, uh, a winner spell. I saw Pat H earlier too. Thank you, boys and girls. I do appreciate that. Uh, William Shear with a shiny unicorn uh, just there. I do appreciate that. Thank you, boys and girls. Try to keep an eye on Trovo as well. Here's um, he- here's uh, a video here uh, in terms of that it's uh, how that we need to deal with unvaccinated people. Check out this. This is uh, this is your. Uh, your TikTok libs for you here. It may seem very controversial to some people, but the reality is that we now need forced vaccinations on the unvaccinated population. If not now, at some point over the next year, we are going to have to use force to vaccinate those who would otherwise delay and make impossible the herd immunity that we so desperately need. Now, how we go about forcing these people to become vaccinated or to volunteer or to be physically held down and vaccinated, I don't know. But what I do know is we will probably need the police and the army and the community (laughs) to come together and to knock on some doors and say, look, guys, you know, time's up and it's time to have your jab. It's not going to be pretty, but I do think... It's the moral thing to do, yeah, and yeah, although right. some conventions prohibit it, I do think we can work through that. 
Yeah, so you know that's that's how we'll do it. That's just and, and I mean I bet you very... just look at the guy. He looks like you're you know the the coomer basically, right? Soy face. Um, they're they're you know he's a, he's a leftist, right? Of course he's a leftist, right? That, that they're the ones who are believing in this. They're the ones who have to bow to the establishment because they are, at least their opinions. Uh, are the establishment now. It's, it's backed up by the establishment. They can't open that door of beginning to question. You have to just believe everything that they tell you. You have to do everything that they tell you. And again, that's why I played that song in the beginning, right? Like, if, if you tolerate this, then your children will be next, right? That's the point of that. And these left-wing morons have just dropped that concept altogether. They, have, they seem to be a completely under a daze in terms of what it is that's really happening here and why they're doing this, right? And and they've managed to fool people into thinking that, well, it's they're they're saving. They're, they just want to save us. They just want to do what's best for us. If that was the tr- if that was true, if the ruling class and the and the elite and the establishment truly were looking out for us, there are a thousand other things that they could have done before this pandemic ever showed up, before this virus ever showed up, in order to save people, in order to make a better life for people, they would have listened to people, they would have stopped certain things, they would have... I mean, it's just... the, the list is endless, right? But that's not what we're seeing, because these are the people that want... they they have no good intentions for us, right? Uh, so William Shearer of Arn Entropy saying, uh, say no to the junk jab. That's right. Thank you, William. Appreciate that. Uh, so that's what that's what's coming. I think, and I think he, I think he might be right. Now, I think it's going to be down to certain areas. I think if we do begin to see that, I think you you're going to see you're going to see some laws being passed in certain states. Maybe if you talk about the U.S., certain municipalities where they're basically going to basically say that you can't do that and this is unlawful, etc. And maybe then the feds will try to come in and override that or something like that. But I think that that will unveil a shit show, basically, uh, which I don't think they... Maybe they do want to go that way. Uh, it's too early to tell. We'll just, we'll just have to see how they're planning on rolling that out when it comes. But if, if the, if the uh, Smash with Scott campaigns <laughs> are not... If they are not enough... If the coercion, if the, you know, uh, you can't go back to work, uh, you can't do X, Y, Z, you know, if that doesn't work and there still is a sizable percentage left, they're refusing to do it. I think that at some point they're going to go in with, they are going to go in with force and they are going to try to uh, uh, to, to forcefully uh, give this to people. But I think, again, that that, that will actually be a very, uh, very dangerous thing. Very, very dangerous thing. Um Here's a here's an old here's an old classic here for you too. We we almost forget this. Uh, we we almost forgot this. Here we go. Just just one time for you boys and girls here. Smash with smash with smash. So we'll see what happens uh, with the mandatory stuff. But um, let's look at this. There are a couple of injuries, of course. Just just one again. Just one example. We yeah we don't show all the all these ones. Or there are Telegram channels that shows you know uh, injuries and how many people are dead and so forth. There's website that lists this, and we don't certainly don't spend too much time just looking at every case like some people do. Uh, but here's just here's just one example. Check out the, this video here. <clears throat> She's. Uh, what was she? This is on Instagram. A video posted on Instagram. I don't think there's an audio to this. Queen City, Queen City Dom, Dom, 
March 18th, 2021 is the day that I made a decision that altered my life forever or something like that. I've been ext extremely quiet about this decision and the adverse effects that it caused me uh, simply because I didn't want to scare anyone out of making their own decision to receiving the wax, vax. With all this being said, I made the decision to get my vax before I left L uh, Las Vegas to move back to my home state of North Carolina because I wanted to play it safe and make sure... Shit, that's going too fast for me here. Um, North Carolina because I wanted to play it safe and make sure those around me weren't in harm's way. I also do have underlying autoimmune issues, which I have openly talked about uh, for a while now. I'm not ashamed of why I received the vax, because I know my heart was in a good place and my intentions was pure. And yet here I am struggling with adverse side effects from this life-changing decision. Doctors have been pretty lost on what, what exactly is going on. Running multiple tests, medical imaging and neurological exams coming back with no answers. Here's just a glimpse of what I'm dealing with. Symptoms that come and go. Dystonia, I don't even know what that is. Difficulty walking or weakness with the legs. Dull aching and sharp shooting pains with the legs. Vertigo, heart palpitations, lack of sensation throughout the body. Cold sensation in the legs. Pain behind the eyes, tremor in the right hand. Symptoms that are 24-7. Short-term memory loss, and that's because of the... Uh, I, I, so I've heard some people talk about that, like Creutzfeldt-Jakob syndrome, basically, right? That this is like a... Uh, related to like prion disease. It's basically like a, a version of Alzheimer's, right? It's like eating away at your brain and shit like this. It, it, it's like some terrifying things. And, and, and if that's true, you're going to get basically Alzheimer's-type conditions in young people as well, like, to, you know, 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, they're going to be suffering from these diseases, which we normally uh, attribute to, like, you know, people of age, basically, right? Um, and we're more here. Uh, trouble forming sentences, feeling out of body, depth perception is off, visual changes, severe brain fog. I've heard that from people, too. I'm not sharing this post to scare anyone, it continues here, out of making their own decision. However, I do believe that people must know exactly what the risks are. These stories shouldn't be so hidden on social media platforms on the, or the news. I'm done being so quiet about this. If there is anyone out there uh, that is experiencing something similar, don't be afraid to let your voice be heard. Please share. I can use all of the insight and help uh, that I can right now. Let me see if there's are there do they show replies to that? No, that's it uh, in that. But again, just look at the look at the pictures there again. <clears throat> that might never stop for this for this woman here. I was a young, somewhat attractive woman, and this is not even talking about fertility. The fertility issues associated with this, right? It's frightening, and this shit they're covering up. They're trying to pretend that this is not happening. Oh. Oh well it's well it's safe and effective. The data's the data is coming in now and it's it turns out that this experiment that we're performing on the global population, most of the data looks pretty good. It it's safe and effective. No long term studies. Uh, Fauci and uh, Rand Paul had a heated exchange at a Senate hearing. Let's uh, let's check this out here. Dr. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. Section 1001 of the U.S. Criminal Code 
creates a felony and a five-year penalty for lying to Congress. On your last trip to our committee on May 11th, you stated that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute Which is a of lie. Virology. Huge lie. And yet, gain-of-function research was done entirely in the Wuhan Institute by Dr. Xi and was funded by the NIH. I'd like to ask True. unanimous consent to insert into the record the Wuhan virology paper entitled Discovery of a Rich Gene Pool of Bat SARS-Related Coronaviruses. Please deliver a copy of the journal article to Dr. Fauci. In this paper, Dr. Xi credits the NIH and lists the actual number of the grant that she was given by the NIH. In this paper, she took two bat coronavirus genes, spike genes, and combine them with a SARS-related backbone to create new viruses that are not found in nature. These lab-created viruses were then to shown to replicate in humans. These experiments combine genetic information from different coronaviruses that infect animals but not humans to create novel artificial viruses able to infect human cells. Viruses that in nature only infect animals were manipulated in the Wuhan lab to gain the function of infecting humans. This research fits the definition of the research that the NIH said was subject to the pause in 2014 to 2017, a pause in funding on gain of function. But the NIH failed to recognize this, defines it away, and it never came under any scrutiny. Dr. Richard E. Bright, a molecular biologist from Rutgers, described this research in Wuhan as, the Wuhan lab used NIH funding to construct novel chimeric SARS-related coronaviruses able to infect human cells and laboratory animals. This is high-risk research that creates new potential pandemic pathogens, potential pandemic pathogens that exist only in the lab, not in nature. This research matches, these are Dr. Ebright's words, this research matches, indeed epitomizes, the definition of gain-of-function research done entirely in Wuhan, for which there was supposed to be a federal pause. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Your microphone. Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to. Saying that you d don't lie to Congress is a lie in and of itself. <laughs> That's what's so funny about it. You're, you're literally doing it right now, you rat. Too, was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. So what was let me take, finish you take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans right. you're saying that's not gain of function yeah that is correct and and senator paul you do not know what you are talking about quite frankly and i uh, want to uh -oh. say that officially you do uh oh not little the little rats mad know what you are talking about Let's okay, you get NIH. one person. Let's read from the NIH definition of gain of function. This is your definition that you guys wrote. It says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility among mammals is gain of function. 
They took animal viruses. Is it manimals? That's funny, though. I mean, I know they're both. <laughs> you know, I think he said manimals, right, didn't he? <laughs> Remember man manimal? Wasn't that a, like a TV show? It says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility among mammals is gain of function. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals and they increased their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain of function. It is not. It's a dance and you're dancing around this yeah. because you're trying to obscure responsibility for 4 million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic. And let's let Dr. Fauci. I have to, well, now you're getting into something. If the point that you are making is that the, the, the grant that was funded as a sub-award from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2. That's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. If it didn't I come can, from the lab, but all you, the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. You, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the lab. Holy shit, he's nervous here, Fauci. Wow. Including yourself. I totally This committee resent, will allow the witness to respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator. Because if you look at the viruses that were used in the experiments that were given in the annual reports that were published in the literature, it is molecularly impossible. No one's saying those it, viruses it is, caused it. It no is, one is molecularly. Those viruses caused the pandemic. What we're alleging is that gain of function research was going on in that lab yeah. and NIH funded it. That you is can't not. Get away from it. It meets your definition and you are obfuscating the truth. I'm yeah. not obfuscating yep. the truth. Senator you Paul's are the one. Time is expired, but I will allow the witness to. Let me just finish. I want everyone to understand that if you look at those viruses, and that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists. Those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result they are. No in SARS-CoV-2. the pandemic. We're saying they are gain-of-function viruses because yeah, they were animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in humans, yeah. and you funded it. And you, you admit the truth. And yeah. you implying... Senator Paul, your time has expired, and I will allow witnesses right. who come before this committee to respond. And, and you are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual I totally resent that. Have well, again, he—he's that's in and of itself is a deflection, right? He's taking it there immediately. I mean, that isn't what Rand is saying, but that could be what's going on too, of course. Anybody is lying been. here, Senator. It is you, uh, Senator Smith. <laughs> oh man, what a what a rat! What a rat that guy is! Jesus Christ. If anybody's lying here, Senator, it's you. You're doing the lying. Yeah, because Rand Paul did all this stuff. He's the one behind it. Not all this shit that this establishment has done. And all the stuff that the Fauci, the Fauci and, and his ilk and his gang has done, right? Um, let me play this to you as well. So this is an updated uh, video. And we played a kind of a version of this, if you will, in the Weekend Warrior show. Uh, thank you, by the way, if you're joining us in the member section. I do appreciate that. Every Red Ice member out there, thumbs up to you guys. Thank you. Um, check out this. This is updated here regarding the uh, potential lawsuit. Now, that's, it's uh, for me, as far as, I'm confer uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's unconfirmed. But we're still willing to listen to it. And hopefully something will come out of it. But uh, they update. We played a clip where they're saying about 45,000 people in the U.S., have died regarding uh, in response to the COVID-19 vaccine. 
Um, but it could even be as high as 50,000, these guys now say. Listen to this. Thomas Renz, the master esquire. That's old English for attorney. This is Thomas Renz in the house in Dallas, Texas. I want you to tell the audience what you filed yesterday. How many people have been injured by these COVID vaccines that you know of in just three days after vaccinations? On behalf of AFLDS, frontline doctors, 45,000. 45,000 people within three days of taking this vaccine, death. And that's from one database. We know that there are probably between 10 and 11 others. You filed in Alabama, right? Federal court now, then? Yes, it is. Awesome. Perfect. All right, so tell us a little bit about where that data came from. So we had a uh, whistleblower came forth and attested under penalty of perjury. So she's lying, she gets in trouble. She's got access to the CMS data, right? She's an expert in this stuff. She's evaluated, she's looked at it. She's saying that it is at least. 45,000 deaths from this vaccine within three days of taking it. Okay, I think it ends. Could you guys hear that properly? So the claim is that there's three, uh, I've heard in the previous video by these uh, by the same guy, was it Rance or Lance, the, the attorney involved in this um, suit, right? That there were three, that there's three different databases, but according even to one of them, it's at as high as 50,000. So, of course, we'll, we'll keep an eye on what they're talking about here and see if that's uh, actually true. And if that goes anywhere, the problem, of course, with these, you know, with lawsuits and things like that is that you have corrupt people throughout the chain. And people will deny and they will, uh, you know, throw out cases and stuff like that. But it's, a, it's an interesting, interesting side note. Big if true, as I say, we don't know yet. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised, right? It wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Let me do a couple of these entropy streams. And for some reason, they didn't show up on my screen. And I, screen, and I refreshed and I saw them. So sorry for being late. Let me, let me get up to speed on that. William Runner. Uh, tough, tough times ahead, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, short term, I think uh, it's very tough, uh, very, very tough, uh, especially when it comes to uh, the uh, supply chain, the food shortage issues. We've had a droughts in many areas, and then there's extreme flooding in some, and it kind of leading to much of the same way, which is uh, the food supply is being hit in different ways, right? Try to keep up with these kinds of developments and these uh, stories as well. This type of stuff is crazy. But uh, yeah, um, there's one more here. And I saw, actually saw it before I came on. Black Phillip says the absolute state of Sweden. And he showed me this too. And I saw that. Um, two prisons. <laughs> they're basically, there's there's murder, convicted murderers, right? In jail somewhere. In a, I forget which, which jail it was. Hell, hell be prison that have taken hostages, uh, two prison officers have taken hostages by a pair of, and they say Swedish murderers here, right? But it's, yeah. Um, at least one of them is definitely not Swedish. But anyway, they are demanding uh, 20 kebab, sh <laughs> to kebab pizzas <laughs> to, to, to let them go. That That's where it's at, right? Um, yeah, these are, yeah, definitely. I don't know why they show that picture there. Is that the guy? Who, who are they trying to claim that that is there on the, le on the left? I Isaac, Isaac DeWitt? I've never, I don't even know what ethnicity that is. Um, Isaac DeWitt 30. And I mean, DeWitt is not a, that's definitely not a Swedish name. I've never heard of that before. Uh, Isaac DeWitt or Isaac DeWitt 30. And Hanid Muhammad Abdullahi 24. 
said to be the hostage takers. The two murderers are holding two security guards and armed, armed with razors. The pair have demanded 20 kebab shop pizzas to be delivered to their ward. <laughs> it's this clown world. And you know that the Swedish authorities will like, they will comply on that. And just like, oh, right away, sir. Of course, you know. Thank you, Black Philip. I did see it earlier and I was like, ah, it's too, maybe we'll cover it Friday or something. But thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Super Mike. Uh, 2000, city and uh, city and county of San Francisco is mandating the vax for all city workers in critical roles. All our bosses are shilling it hard. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I've heard about this too. Many states, California is really bad. Um, some of these liberal states, would you just you, you're gonna have to get out of there. You have to get out of the big cities. You have to get to a county at least or a municipality, which is more conservative, which potentially will push back against some of this. Thank you, Super Mike. Appreciate appreciate that. Sonata for violin. Hello from Texas. Hope all is well uh, with you guys, bro. Thank you. Uh, ab- absolutely, very good. Hope you're doing well um, yourself. Thank you for the support, Virginia and Drifter. Uh, late Wednesdays with Henrik Bass, as always, we are about to enter a pretty scary period, and I hope everyone is prepared. I wonder if some states will be protected from any mandatory vax campaigns. Now, that's what I think. I think that the that you'll see some states that push back against that, and I also think that if there's some kind of federal, you know, program here to 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 override that or something, I think you will see the the already very high uh, uh, polling that we're seeing for things like secession is going to continue to increase drastically um, as they do this push. So it's a very, it's a very risky business um, that they're doing here, to be honest. It's very risky because it could go in a number of different ways here at the same time. Um, thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Thank you, Virginia and Drifter. Always good to see you. Let me close these windows here and go back to where were we here? Oh, this one. Real quick mention here. Um, student with Guillain-Barr syndrome, 18 years old, is denied admission to a university in Hawaii and end up losing a $200,000 scholarship because she's refusing to get the COVID vaccine because, of course, her doctor says that it would worsen her condition. She already has Guillain-Barr syndrome, which is one of the highest ranked side effects even that the CDC themselves listed. And we, again, talked about this in the Weekend Warrior show. The CDC did a presentation about the, at that time, working back in 2020, at that time, the working side effects from the COVID vaccine. And Guillain-Barr syndrome was very, very uh, high on that list, right? Uh, and now they're trying to act, look at this, you know, pretty young woman, right? You just, you're, if, you want, if, you, if you want to get that $200,000 scholarship, well, guess what? You have to take the vax, right? You have to take the vaccine uh, and you have to comply, which is just crazy, right? Um, so here's a letter from her doctor and stuff like that. And I think that the university is overriding that anyway. And they're basically just saying, no, we're, she's going to have to take it, uh, which is just absolutely incredible, right? Uh, so hopefully she doesn't go. Hopefully she gives them the big, uh, long middle finger and moves on from there because uh, it's definitely not worth it. You're, it's not going to get any better for you uh, if you're doing that. Paris is experiencing uh, some pretty interesting turmoil. We covered some of the massive protests that have been raging there um, since the weekend, since it became known that Macron uh, are pushing for not only uh, vaccine passports, but uh, also that you will have to be vaxxed. In other words, it's a kind of a it's it's a version of mandatory vaccination if you want to enter into shops and uh, you know certain facilities and stuff like that. And 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 we know that that's coming, right? And apparently, the, in the last 
uh, update I saw, they're they're easing off on this decision to try to get just regular shops to to push for mandatory vaccines as well. But anyway, here's a fire near uh, Manta- Montagnon uh, Palace, uh, the residence of the French pr- Prime Minister. Um, apparently, let me uh, lower the volume there a little bit. Apparently, there was some. Uh, you can enjoy that fire. We don't know what's going on here, but apparently in France. We had seen um, vaccine centers actually being torched as well. I think this was over the weekend, uh, or maybe it was demonstrations happening Monday or Tuesday. So the French, at least, uh, there's some life left in them, and they're coming out and they're pushing back against us. Now, we don't know if this fire is related to any of that, uh, but frankly, chances are high, uh, considering just how uh, crazy things have been in France, right? Here's scenes from London today. Um, to all those uh, far leftists and commies that are uh, uh, run around with slogans such as uh, "all cops are bastards," well, I guess in this case, they're do- it's a it's job well done. Uh, you know the 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 soy boy we played here earlier. That's that's that, that's him basically. He wants this guy right here. Controversial to some people. He wants to see more of what we're going to see here. The, this is this is them doing good jo- good good job here at the cops. Look at this. We'll go back so you can see that again. Check that out. These goddamn cops are just just following orders. They're just obeying. I don't know if there's any resistance left in <laughs> any of these. I, I mean, I don't think there is. It's why they're cops, of, of course. But it's like, how far will they go? Uh, I, I, I guess um, however far they need to go to keep their jobs, I would assume. Um, and check out this one, too, also out of the UK. Very interesting. Journalists could face up to 14 years in prison for stories embarrassing the government under proposed changes to the official secrets act that would treat them like foreign spies <laughs> so this is this is amazing and of course this came in the wake of of a journalist exposing the uh let me see if i can find an image of it here uh, it wasn't the previous one there was a one of the journalists that expo- remember the, the guy from uh king's college what was his name again um Oh, was it Ian something? The, the the King's College guy that basically was behind the report on COVID in the early days. He ended up breaking his own, you know, lockdown rules that he proposed and that they set, they set in motion in the UK to basically go and screw his, you know, his girlfriend or whatever. Uh, I forget w- what his name was again. I think it was Ian something, but I forget. But there was another such case recently um, where the other, and I thought they had it featured in here. Uh, let me see. Here we go. Critics suggested that if the rules were in place now, it could have led to a prosecution of the journalist who revealed. That's right. This month, that Matt Hancock was breaking COVID rules by having an affair with his married aide because it relied on leaked CCTV uh, footage. Right? Yeah. Does anybody in chat have um, have the name of the King's College guy? 
Uh, it doesn't matter, but we talked about him at the time. He was breaking all all these people are doing the same thing, right? They're just breaking their own rules or whatever. But yeah, Matt Hancock was a uh, was one recently, and he uh, again ended up, I think, actually uh, resigning after that kind of stuff too. But it would basically mean that if you have any any journalist left, anyone that's left, which have some integrity, they're just not like mouthpieces for the for the power and for the elite and for the governments and all that stuff. Uh, would basically face um, prison time for embarrassing the government in in any kind of capacity, right? Change the law would re- uh, remove defense for reporters handed leaked documents, and this is I think this this could be related to the Assange case in some way as well, right? They're trying to change this for some time. Home Office says it would undermine efforts to prevent damaging disclosures. That's right. So we know we know how much shit they've done, how much they've covered up, and what liars they are, right? So in in other words. Instead of telling the truth, instead of being honest about it, let's just jail the people who would potentially expose us. And uh, problem solved, right? No one will dare to report on us anymore. Maximum jail term for journalists could go uh, from 2 to 14 years under this proposal. I guess it's, uh, is it Pretty Patel that's doing that? This this uh, this one right here, this bitch? Under a constitutional run by Pretty Patel's home office, which closes later uh, this week, reporters who handle leaked documents would not have a defense if charged under new laws clamping down on foreign agents. That's right. It's all Russia, right? Yeah, Hancock's affair with aid. There's a picture of it. That's what I was looking for. Um, that's CCTV footage. Uh, I guess it was it was breaking his own lockdown rules. Of course he did, right? Absolutely. Uh, of course he did that, right? Here's more going over to the UK. Uh, sorry, the US. Uh, when it comes to uh, interaction between um, law enforcement, intelligence, and things like this, and media. Check this out. Here's an investigative summary that uh, was just released by the Department of Justice. Findings of misconduct by a then-senior FBI official for having numerous unauthorized contacts with the media and for accepting unauthorized gifts from members of the media. <laughs> it's like this, was a, like this was a surprise to anybody, right? The Department of Justice uh, Office of the Inspector General initiated this investigation upon receipt of a record from the Federal Bureau of Investigation's Insider uh, Threat Unit alleging that a senior uh, that that a then senior FBI official had numerous contacts with members of the media between January and November 2016 in violation of FBI policy. This matter is among the uh, among the OIG investigations ref- uh, referenced on page 403 of this review, blah, blah, blah. So this is you know, a big surprise. Uh, today, of course, the intelligence services are working hand in glove with the media, as we've exposed many, many times. Now, some of them, of course, are former FBI and they're, they're former heads of CIA and whatever. But it's like, what does it really matter? The swing door situation between people going from intelligence services directly into like cushy jobs in the media and sitting on CNN and MSNBC and talking about how bad people how bad these terrorists are and stuff like that right uh we have to cover this one too moving on somewhat swiftly through the topics here too FBI agent in Whitner kidnapping case arrested following domestic incident this is just an amazing story now we talked about it at the time and we said that most people invo- involved in the supposed Governor Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping case in Michigan uh, was a big, dumb gay op. And most of the people involved were actually FBI informants, and some of them were even straight-out agents, right? We, we, we called that at the time. 
And consequently, a lot more information has been coming out about this. Uh, but this is related to one guy in, sp in, sp in particularly that uh, uh, was one, is one of the key witnesses in this drama uh, as the government builds its case uh, against these, uh, you know, domestic terrorists that were just like roped in by the FBI in this dumb sting operation. Let me read a little bit from here. The arrest of an FBI agent credited with helping to thwart a plot to kidnap and kill Governor Gretchen Whitmer complicates one of the most closely watched cases of violent extremism that is becoming increasingly focused on allegations of wrongdoing by investigators. So first of all, they didn't thwart a plot because if the FBI wasn't involved in this to begin with, there would never have been a plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer. That's that's the first thing you can say. But this is a bad optics here for the FBI. FBI Special Agent Richard Trask, 39, of Kalamazoo in Michigan, was charged Monday with assault with intent to do great bodily harm, less than, um, less than murder following a domestic incident with his wife on Sunday. He was released on a $10,000 personal recognizance bond following an arraignment in 8th District Court in Kalamazoo and faces charge a charge punishable by up to 10 years in prison. Here's the uh, here's the based glowing fed right here. If you want to want to find out what the fed look like, uh, there you go right there folks. His arrest comes at a critical juncture in the criminal case against five men charged in the federal in federal court with plotting to kidnap Whitmer. Defense lawyers last week leveled a broad attack on the foundation of the high-profile case and suggested a second FBI agent was trying to sabotage defense teams. Trask, 39, has worked for the FBI since 2011, so not that long, and served at the FBI, as the FBI's public face in the Whitmer case, testifying in federal court about the investigation. He has worked on cases involving espionage, terrorism, and domestic extremism investigations, which means instigations, right? They go and join different groups, or they create groups and set set up groups. Remember that they, 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 apparently they contacted people when when they were protesting that day against Whitmer's lockdown measures, and then they, you know, g got to know them, and they they talked about the FBI agents were proposing all these plans and stuff. And I think most of the people that were not informants or FBI employees or, or agents were like, whoa, 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 I don't think about this, dude. I, I'm come, I'm out of here. And then before that happened, they were like, you know, arresting everybody and basically said, see, look at this. We stopped. We we helped to save a governor in Michigan. Without us, there would be people dead right now. And it's like, uh, without you, there would not have been any case whatsoever, right? Anyway, they say here, it's the last thing you want for a major case like this, said Andrew Arena, former special agent in charge of the FBI's Detroit office. Anytime you give the defense any ammunition, it's not good. In other words, it's not very good people involved in this kind of stuff. They're, they're beating up their own wives. And I think it, it, it details about this gets juicier, by the way. We'll get, to, uh, we'll get to that. Details about the incident were not available. Trask did not respond to a message seeking comment Monday, and there were no defense lawyer listed in the court records. FBI spokeswoman Mara Schneider said the Bureau is cooperating with the prosecutor's office. Trask's job status was unclear Monday. In accordance with FBI policy, the incident, the incident is subject to internal review, and I cannot comment further at this time, she said in a statement. That re review would include an investigation by FBI Internal Affairs, Arena said. 
Depending on the severity, it could be a suspension until things are ironed out uh, one way or another, Arena said. Aside from his FBI duties, Trask opened a gym at his rural property in Oshet Oshtemo Township near Kalamazoo and officers and offers CrossFit training, according to social media posts and state business filings. He filed state paperwork for BCB Health and Wellness last year and maintains an active Instagram account showing him exercising, flexing, and posing shirtless. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't make this shit up. As part of his bonding condition, Trasks is prohibited from possessing a firearm. If you can't carry a weapon, then you're not going to work uh, as a street agent, Arena said. He's going to be suspended or put on restricted duty. Trask was arrested one week after defense lawyers provided the clearest view of how they plan to attack the kidnapping plot case. Court filings revealed a defense strategy that involves suppressing evidence, attacking the work of, the, of FBI agents and claiming FBI informants entrapped men accused in the conspiracy. Of course they did that. It should be illegal. This should not be legal to do this kind of stuff. The question is, would any of this have happened ever if the FBI weren't involved? No, in many cases, they create the, they create the crime. They create scenarios like this. If anybody shows up at some point and, and, and telling you to or suggesting to do violent things, things you, you, know, it's a, you know, it's a fed. They're there to entrap you. No, fuck that shit. Get out of there, right? Not doing that. Not into that. It's not what this is about. Okay. Five men are waiting uh, an October trial in federal court in Grand Rapids. The one defendant has asked U.S. District Judge Robert Jonker to move the trial out of Michigan, arguing media conduct and coverage had corrupted the potential trial atmosphere. I wonder why or in what direction they mean. The arrest is the second potential problem in the case to emerge in recent months. In March, prosecutors indicted an informant whose sources say helped the FBI infiltrate the alleged conspiracy a rare legal development. The uh, indictment of Wisconsin resident Stephen Robeson after a prolonged period of cooperation suggests the relationship between Robeson and the FBI is destroyed and that prosecutors do not plan on using him at trial, legal experts said. Interesting. But defense lawyers can try to call him as witnesses uh, at, as witness and attack Robeson's credibility. There you go. Trask testified in federal court in January against Delaware resident Barry Croft, an accused plotter who is portrayed as the group's bomb maker. I, I, I guess I, I bet you all of that is just fake and gay, but you know we'll, we'll see, right? Trask identified Croft as the national leader of the Three Percenters. Okay, there you go, a small militia that participated in the January 6th insurgents at the U.S. Capitol. During the court hearings, Trask helped provide context about multiple undercover recordings that included Croft. At the time, prosecutors wanted Croft held without bond, saying he was a violent extremist. Defense lawyers have portrayed their clients as tough talkers who were exercising their First Amendment rights, who never carried out any kidnapping plot. And I, I don't think that's the case. Croft was saying he was granted permission from God to commit murder, correct? Assistant U.S. Attorney Nike Kessler asked the FBI agent, correct, Trask said. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. Trask would be expected to play a central role in an October trial of five men in federal court in Grand Rapids. In an investigation like this, you're always trying to ensure you have more than one person who can testify about perceived uh, the piece of evidence or that piece of evidence, Arena said. So if something happens, you've got a backup. Defense lawyers have raised questions about um, the other lead investigators, FBI Special Agent Henrik Impula. Just like my name. Look at that. Impula. That's uh, fin Finnish, I think, right? Um, Impula came in a defense scrutiny earlier this month after a lawyer 
for co-defendant Barry Croft suggested Impala was trying to sabotage defense teams. Interesting. Really? Croft's lawyer Joshua Blanchard reveals, God, it's, this is just such a mess with all this stuff, right? It's just gay ops inside of a gay ops inside of a wrap a vest wrapped in, in, in mystery. Uh, Joshua Blanchard revealed the existence of a recording in which Impula discussed creating disarray and chaos for defense lawyers whom he labeled pay, paid liars. Interesting. So, okay, so this is the rumors. They didn't go into in the articles here. Now, we'll see as more comes out. But some people, <laughs> so, so there's been suggestions here and rumors that this guy, allegedly, Trask, Richard Trask, the FBI, the Fed here, smashed his wife's head against the nightstand after they had been attending a cuckold sex party where he was watching strangers bang his wife. Now, that's alleged. I don't know if that's true, and we'll have to, we'll have to wait for more details. But that's part of the allegation here, right? And again, that's why it's an internal review, and this says, you know, we're not going to talk about this, blah blah blah. And that could be part of it, right? That we don't we don't have any details because they're just too embarrassing for, for it to be released, right? Um, so we'll, we'll we'll follow up on this, and we'll see if there's any truth uh, to those rumors. Uh, but I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised. All right. Um, <laughs> Let me do a couple of more here. How long have we been going for? Okay, about one, one and a half, a little bit more. Okay, there's some more th stuff we can squeeze in here. Um, so if we didn't have enough problems with uh, the uh, COVID issue, COVID-19, coronavirus, now, thanks to open borders and mass migration, we have monkeypox for the first time in the U.S. since uh, 2003, and they have been confirmed in Dallas. That's right. A Dallas resident who flew back uh, home from Nigeria has been hospitalized with monkeypox, marking the first case of a rare disease or the rare disease in the United States since a 2003 outbreak, which is not expected this time. So hopefully there's no outbreaks. According to the CDC and local health officials, the patient has a strain of monkeypox most common in West Africa and is not believed um, others who may have come into contact with the patient while traveling are at high risk of catching the infectious disease. The patient flew from Lagos, Nigeria, to Atlanta on July 8th and took a flight from Atlanta to Dallas on July 9th, according to the CDC. Monkeypox is a rare and potentially, potentially serious disease usually found in Central and Western Africa that causes flu-like symptoms and swollen lymph nodes followed by a rash that can appear similar to chickenpox. It's most commonly spread between humans through large respiratory droplets, but the CDC does not think it's likely others travel. Uh, travelers were infected since masks are required on board planes and at airports. Oh, good. So they, they saved us this time, I guess, right? The patient is in state... And, and again... How big are the droplets again, the aerosol droplets? It's like trying to protect yourself against mosquitoes with, a, uh, with, um, with chicken wire, right? The patient is in stable condition at a Dallas hospital with the strain responsible for the infection having a typical mortality rate of around 1%, according to health officials. So hopefully it doesn't break out, but uh, there, could be, there could be more to this, right? Interestingly, though, 
And coincidentally, um, the FDA approved a vaccine for monkeypox in 2019. And they always like, what, in 2019? What is, what, what, why, so, why so recently? Is there something going on? Of course, it was endorsed by the World Health Organization at the time as well. And of course, it could be just a, a coincidence that, uh, that this has happened. Uh, monkeypox has mostly occurred in Nigeria and Congo. Congo has reported less than 1,000 suspected cases each year since 2005. There is allegedly 200 people in 27 states in the U.S. that are currently being monitored for symptoms of monkeypox. Experts say monkeypox is related to smallpox death rates, uh, for it is up to 10%, according to some you know, uh, sources, which is you know, Wikipedia or whatever, uh, which, we can't, we can't, which we can't trust anyway. Here's a picture of what it looks like, by the way, to have monkeypox as well. Um, Wikipedia also says that in 2019, a vaccine was approved for the disorder in the United States, um, but there's no cure, uh, no known cure at this point. And so uh, the World Economic Forum was uh, interesting. They were, they were talking about this all the way back in 2011, one year after Operation Lockstep, by the way, which showed many of the type of things that we now see under the COVID lockdowns and stuff like that and many other measures that we've seen come into place. Rockefeller f- uh, founded Operation Lockstep. So one year after that, the World Economic Forum is writing uh, about this uh, monkeypox uh, as, as a, like part of a series of biological weapons being released in America and other parts as well. Um, let me see here. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to go into detail. There, there was a, I can say this as well. Um, Bavarian Nordic uh, and together with AstraZeneca I think it was. Let me see here. Um, what was it called again? The vaccine? G- uh, Gynos. Gynios, I think it was called. J-Y-N-N-E-O-S. Yeah, Gynios is the name of this monkeypox virus, uh, monkeypox vaccine. Um, and of course, in some cases, we've actually seen outbreaks in relation to the vaccine, that when mass vaccination programs begin, you actually see uptick uh, in those diseases that in many regards were going out the window at the time, right? Uh, but anyway, something to keep an eye on. I'm not going to go through the, the World Economic Forum uh, piece here, but uh, something to always to keep an eye on because that's what they do. They do these they do these gay ops, um, and while they claim they're fighting something, they're actually plotting things in the in, in the background. So so look out for monkeypox. That's the short of it. Uh, Bill Hoover over on Entropy says, "Have you ever heard of stealth blackmail viruses?" The blackmailer will infect you with a dormant virus and hold an activation trigger. Is that just for stealth? Black? Is it for like computers or is it actually like physical? The blackmailer will infect you with a dormant virus and hold an activation trigger. No, I've not heard of that. If it's like actual, like people do like administering that physically to people or like they get it physically. Weird. I got I to gotta look into that. That's uh, that's very strange. Uh, Bill Hoover says a link here. Here's a report the Air Force did about them. Interesting. Okay, I got to check that out then. Uh, let me copy that real quick and I can add that into uh, the rotation. Thank you for the uh, link, uh, Bill Hoover. I appreciate that. Let me see here. Where are we? There it is. I want to make sure we copy that and we can keep it for later. So I wanted to cover the Olympics a little bit here now too because we are moving into uh, Olympics territory here soon. Let me see which, where are we here? Here we go. Uh, Tokyo, right? Twenty. Uh, it, it's the 2020 Olympics, but it's 
taking place now in 2021 um, in Tokyo. And, of course, massive restrictions. They have declared basically like a state of emergency now before the opening ceremony, which I think is largely unfounded and I think it's very suspicious in a way. But let's check out the CNN report to uh, open this for us uh, to give us an overview of uh, what the mainstream is pushing regarding uh, the, uh, the Olympics here in Tokyo. The Olympics, normally a golden opportunity to boost corporate image. But this year, the fear is brand damage because of intense opposition to the games in Japan. After Japanese sponsors spent a record of more than $3 billion to be associated with the five rings, COVID-19 cases are surging, spectators largely banned, while the Japanese public, just 20% of them fully vaccinated, are urged to stay at home during the games. Sponsor plans are falling flat. I'm at the top of Tokyo Skytree, the world's tallest broadcasting tower. It's one of many Japanese Olympic sponsors that have had to cancel or scale back promotional events tied to the Games. We were planning to hold events to boost the mood for the Olympics, but because of COVID, it's not the right time to hold a festival, he tells me. We've canceled events, a viewing site and torch relay through our viewing spot. Toyota, very a top Olympic year. sponsor, is not airing Olympic-related TV commercials. The editorial board of another sponsor, Asahi Shinbun newspaper, called for a cancellation in May. There's little Olympic spirit in the host city. Tokyo is in a state of emergency and alcohol is banned from restaurants. The CEO of Suntory, one of Japan's biggest beverage makers, says the economic loss from no spectators will be enormous. I'd expected that uh, a lot of spectators from abroad to visit, uh, you know, restaurants, bars where they sell uh, products and promote their brands. We had a plan to open uh, more than a couple of uh, bars and restaurants only for our products uh, sponsored by us, but we canceled it. Do you think that these games? Could- it's it'll be uh, <clears throat> it'll be doom and gloom this Olympics, ladies and gents. Um, now, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what they're doing with the opening ceremony um, here. We'll get to that in a moment. Let's let's watch the rest. I have I have a couple of things I want to remind you guys when it comes to prior uh, Olympic, op- Olympic opening ceremonies. Could still boost international businesses for Japanese companies. More and more? I don't think so. I think uh, the Olympics have been losing its value. Do you think the games should have been postponed? Considering the uh, current rollout of vaccines in this country, two months from now should be the ideal timing. According well, to Robert Mayes. But, but again, I mean, and they're beginning to kind of recognize that in some circles, that it's like the vaccine does not solve that. I, I, I still I stand with Luc Montagnier, the, the Nobel laureate. I mentioned in many, many shows now, but he's talking about how the vaccine will be responsible for creating new variants, which, of course, we know uh, we know that they want. Right. But they're, they're still trying to sell us this, that if everybody just was um, vaccinated, we would have achieved, you know, herd, herd immunity by now. And that's that's just not true. It's a big lie. It's just not going to happen. The best way to have achieved herd immunity what was to just have let this thing pass throughout the population and that would have been that but because of this gay op with this vaccine which i think is the primary motivator now hindsight of why they did did it this way uh is the very reason why you're going to see massive fallout uh but again unvaxxed will be blamed but it's going to be 
not the fault of the vaccinated. They've succumbed to the propaganda and folded to pressure and coercion. And basically, if you want to live your life, you have to do this. Uh, but the people who have been pushing it, who kn the people who know this are the culprits, right? As a sports marketing executive in Japan, several local sponsors were pushing for the Olympics to be delayed. The sponsors are paying a lot of money, but basically the return is ex extremely limited. You got the five rings, and then you had what used to be attached as positive to the Olympics, which is uh, the spirit of sport, the pleasure, the youth, the sparkling ideas of sport. But that is all gone now. But sponsor ASICS is staying optimistic. It's the official outfitter for the Japanese Olympic team and volunteers. Opening this experience center in central Tokyo, showing its designs all the way back to the 1964 Tokyo Games. Although there will be no spectators in the Games, we are Based. sure that many people will experience the atmosphere of the Olympics through media like TV, he says. Some experts say it's too early to say how brands will be impacted. There's no point in sugarcoating, you know, this is not an ideal situation. Have sponsors been able to get their short-term marketing gain? And no. funny, they talk, uh, their angle here is the biz business, right, CNN business. So it's like, oh my God, what about the business? What about the dollars or the yen, right? The bottom, the bottom yen. What do we do about this? Um, screw that. I don't, I don't give a shit about that. It's going to be a boring Olympics, obviously, for the people that are competing as well. Initially, I heard something about only Japanese people would be allowed, and then they, because of the vaccine, they let that go, but then they didn't have the uptake of the vaccine that they wanted, and so now it's basically, again, it's a, it's a punishment. That's what it is. A they did not take, they all didn't take the vaccines, punish them. That That's, that's what I think this is about, right? So, there's a, a, a few things here. Um... Okay, let's do this. It's gonna, so Friday we have the opening uh, ceremonies, right? It starts on on Friday. I think it's the opening ceremony on Friday. I'll confirm that with the schedule. We're, we're doing flashback Friday. We, that might actually be a a theme or something. We do Friday. I'm not even sure yet. Uh, uh, Lana actually won't be, be able to sit in Friday, so I'm looking for a guest host. And either we might have someone actually here in in uh, studio with us. We'll see. It's not it's not churned out yet. Uh, or I'll just bring someone on last minute or something like that. Maybe someone who's who, who would want to you know cover that maybe in more detail. I'll, I'll look at the schedule and I'll find out uh, whether or not we we it's done by then, so we can actually look at it or something like that. But let me let me do a reminder here, right? Oh, open so opening ceremonies are always highly ritualistic. It's like an occult uh, messaging. It's a, it's an ad. the whole world is watching. There's billions of eyeballs and billions of brains looking at this thing, right? So it's a perfect opportunity that even if you believe in it or not, it's a perfect opportunity to program the global subconscious mind, right? And they have very interesting symbolic things, and that's why people have been watching, you know, the Illuminati symbolism and things like that associated with these events and especially the opening ceremonies, right? And so let me take you back to first to 2012, and then we'll go back further even than that. But remember in the UK, in London in 2012, uh, there were some people that pulled out and showed um, uh, what seems to be suggestions of like a, a, a pandemic or like death coming and kids dying and lying in their beds and things like that, right? Do you guys remember? So let's uh, give you a little bit of a reminder about that in case you didn't see that. Let's, let's show. There are longer, much longer clips of this, by the way. And we've played some of them. I forget when the latest one that we showed was. Um, there was one in, uh, was that in Rio after that? There were some interesting things there too. But anyway, check out this from uh, London 2012 opening ceremony. 
nurses, right? Kids in beds dying. Some of the great villains of British literature. Literature for children. Well, the real 101 Dalmatians told them off from Harry Potter in the Child Catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah, so there's more, there's actually more to that as well. Uh, let me, I can loop that in the background while we talk about this. So, yeah, so someone was basically asking, you know, what what the hell does this have to do with like, um, uh, yeah, international athletic uh, competition, right? Uh, exactly, <laughs> right? Uh, so the, as, as I said, so again, whether you believe whether you believe in this or not, or that it's an accurate prediction, or 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 a sign that they're telling us what they're about to do, I think the most important takeaway is that these people that we're dealing with that are that are pulling these together, there's there's two possibilities, right? As far as I'm seeing, it. one, this is just a collective uh, unconscious that's coming out, and 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 the people working on this they know that like the the world is basically tuning in and watching these kinds of things and so they will produce things which kind of is a it's a bigger bigger something whatever it is you know nature god the the, the collective conscious that are putting out these things as messages as a way to tell us about something or warn us about something or you know that that's one take on it the other take which i think is more likely is that and, I, and I've heard some people talk about it recently. They, they, they try to say that it's like, well, the the elite has to. T there's this rule, unwritten rule that the that the Illuminati. You know, it's a gay, gay term, but you know what I'm talking about, right? The the, glo the global elite, right? The, the the globalists, right? The 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 people in charge, the people who are doing all of this to us. They have to. They have to, on some level, tell us what they're doing. I, I think I even heard like Alex Jones talk about it recently. They have to tell us what they're doing as a way to offer us like an, an an out or something which i i just don't buy that at all there's no reason what why they would tell us what why would they you know bow down to any kind of rules or anything like that no i think it's i, I think it's i think it's about this if you can pre, you know program the mass consciousness on things which which won't yet have come to pass they will most more likely be easier for them when when they want to bring them about right there's I, I think this is an issue ultimately of familiarity right that if we have subconsciously collectively been told about something 
it's more likely that that reality will 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 pan out if, if that makes sense right there's a, there's it's a it's a technique that has been developed over time when they realize that if you work with these forces as opposed to against them and if you inject and insert certain things in the mass consciousness later on if you actually want to execute those things in the real world you 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 in a way have the 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 the, the creativity of of our subconscious on your side, if that makes sense. That's what I think it's about. That's why I think they do these things. Can some of it be completely coincidental? Sure, I'm I'm sure there's some of that, uh, but in some regards, there it, it's highly, you know, dictated. It's it's highly, uh, you know, uh, overseen and and it's run through a lot of different you know people at the right places and things like this. Now to make it even, I think even creepier. So people are suggesting like, oh, they were telling us about the like the the lockdown and people dying and the COVID stuff. And and I think there's even so we played more of this. This is just a short like a minute or so clip here. There's some other segments of this where it's even more. It, it looks like they're walking like a, a Corona, you know, type virus, the icon that's kind of with the symbol that's been associated with that and stuff like that. But check out this one. This goes back to Barcelona, Spain. And, and again, I bring this up because this coming Friday, we have this in Tokyo. And could it be that this time, if you're watching, they'll, it will be something about a, a, a future event in, in a few years from now, right? That's why it's important to watch these things. But let's go back to Spain. I think this was, um, was it COVID red pills on, on Telegram that was sharing this video here too. Uh, Barcelona, Spain, in the 1992 Olympic Games opening ceremony. Check this out and see what you make of this. This is, uh, I think, even more creepy. like the virus right there look at that and it's like made of, of people too it's really creepy when they zoom in on it check this out Check that, check that shit out. What the fuck is that? What the fuck? What the, what the hell is that? Look at that.
fucked up. Hercules or something it says right there at the end. La Flotilla de Hercules, something, something interesting. Okay. Well, uh, regardless of what they tell us that it is, that uh, kind of looks like something else right there, like a spiked, a spiked protein <laughs> on a certain virus, maybe, uh, or something like that, right? Uh, okay. So there you go. Good stuff. Um, so we'll see. It's going to be very interesting to watch the opening ceremony of the Olympics this year. And again, I'll keep you guys updated in regards to uh, what we'll do on Friday. And maybe we can do that. But just a quick mention here, too. There were trials uh, today, I think, to uh, come uh, join the Olympics. And uh, Sweden, my country, actually beat uh, America. Uh, and, and remember, there's been like super signaling by, by some of these uh, uh, people. Uh, don't get me wrong. The Swedish team is is equally awful on, on all this stuff and they I think they took a knee and all this dumb stuff too and whatever but they did win over them and I think there was someone talking about that there's been like this huge like diversity push in the US and stuff like that right Megan Rapinoe wasn't there some they were <laughs> they were going to be brought in as the new uh, was it the Vic Victoria uh, Secrets uh, Angels whatever they call it or something like that right just a complete farce it's all turned political uh, but anyway, it's a, let's see what they say about this. Just a short clip on uh, on the result of uh, of that game. I guess congrats to Sweden. And apparently, Sweden had a all uh, all uh, all Swedish team uh, for once too, and uh, and they uh, they beat them. You got to go back to January of 2019 and a friendly loss to France to get the last time they had lost. And it's just the third time the U.S. women's team has lost by three or more in a major tournament. The other two came in 2003 and 2007. With that, we welcome in our Olympics reporter, Fernando Palomo, from Tokyo. Fernando, the U.S. women were unbeaten in their previous 44 matches entering this loss. Why did that streak come to an abrupt halt? Tony, hello from Tokyo. Well, there are two variables that are limited in the world. All right, I don't, we don't have to listen to this. I just, I, I thought it would show some pictures from the game or something. I thought it was, uh, wait a minute, here are some pictures. All right, here we go. Oh, wait, was it one? Backluster when it came. Okay, I was wrong. I stand corrected. One, uh, one diversity higher, right? To, to mark. Where's that the? No, that's the U.S. team. The Sorry, <laughs> I don't know anything about these teams. <laughs> of the field and the Swedes just outplayed them. They outpaced. Swedes, the look US at all those blonde girls there, huh? Them, and it showed the U. The play. The U.S. just let nice. the Swedes. Now, I, okay, so they're equally annoying, though, the, the the Swedish, the female team, and they're all, they, they took a knee and shit like that, so I'm not trying to say that they're like, oh, they're based and much better, and so I'm glad they won or whatever, but uh, it, it's, it is, it's kind of funny, though, a country of like uh, 10 million people can beat a, a, a country of 300 and, what, 20, 30 million people? Good stuff. Check out this one while we're on the Olympics, too. Women's handball players are fined for rejecting... <laughs> 
<laughs> bikini uniforms. Now, of course, it would have been a treat maybe to see the Norwegian handball team in uh, in bikini outfits, uh, but uh, I guess they didn't want to have uh, they, they didn't uh, they um, they didn't want to show those uh, parts. And so now they're being fined each 150 euros for wearing shorts rather than the required bikini bottoms. I, now, I thought this only played to like the beach volleyball thing, right? That became big and a lot of guys, they, they like watching the beach beach volleyball during the Olympics, right? The female one, not the gay, not the gay, the gay ones. Um, but uh, yeah, so a spokesperson for the International Handball Federation said she didn't know the reason for the rules. I guess they couldn't wear what they wanted to wear. I guess that's part of, of uh, the... Uh, the uh, yeah, there you can see the difference there. Right? <laughs> they have to wear that versus what the males can wear, right? Uh, it's, it's part of the deal that if you want to get the TV viewership up, you got to have these uh, women run around in the in the, uh, in the bikini bottoms, I guess. But uh, all right. Anyway, jokes to the side. Uh, so, so the last thing we'll cover here, guys, and then we'll wrap up. We've gone a little longer than I expect, ex expected to. Um, interesting development here. When it comes to Israeli spying, well, I know something a little bit more serious here. Um, and so, oh, let me actually let me take a couple of entropy here. Um, I don't want to end up behind too much here. Uh, yeah, it's almost like the some come in and I miss. I don't see them right away on entropy. I do apologize for that. Usually, I get a notification on screen, but it looks like I missed some of them. Um, uh, let me see here. Bill Hoover again. I would not be surprised if the plan uh, if they plan to cancel the Olympics midway for COVID uh, to best promote a new wave of global lockdowns. Now that's true, or or like a mandatory uh, campaign, right? To uh, to vaccinate or something like that, right? That that's what I could that that's what I could imagine them doing. Um, so that's actually a good point. Or they yeah they call it off like something maybe not midway, but even like. It would basically be tomorrow, Thursday or something like that. We get we got to scrap it. We can't do this anymore. Uh, we'll see. Anything is possible. So that's a good point, Bill. Uh, Cuckfree Zone was that little girl in the pandemic musical Greta Thunberg? Yeah, it kind of looked like her, didn't it? I was, I was actually going to comment on that from the um, yeah from the uh, uh, London 2012 Olympics. It did kind of look like her a little bit, didn't it? Uh, and that was before her time, of course. Interesting. Uh, Cuckfree Zone, how dare you not to take the vaccine? Now Greta Thunberg has actually pushed. She invested or invested, she gave something like a million crowns to Gavi, I think, like one of the vaccine companies and stuff like that. She did that weird or the uh, the agency in the UN, right? Bill Gates is big on that. He's behind Gavi, right, uh, to try to sell the vaccine to people. But yeah, she did that crazy uh, vax campaign with the uh, Somali uh, criminal uh, gangster rapper, uh, gay stuff. Yeah, so she's totally invested in pushing that on people, too. Makes total sense, though. Like climate lockdowns and now it's like you know covid lockdowns and stuff they, they want all that shit uh cuck free zone it is programming i guess speaking to the olympics there uh i wonder if it's also a way to empower them to gaslight us because when it actually happens they can say you mean like that musical or like that movie aha uh -huh, you're crazy uh that was just fiction you're nuts or you're crazy yeah that I, that's part two i guess in a way i still think i still think it's very effective if you can have like the like, you know, the collective unconscious on 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 your side, right? You got to remember, even if you're not consciously aware of these things, your brain soaks in all of these things. And I guess to a certain extent, that if you, it's about familiarity. If you've seen this before, if if it rings a bell, or if it's like, yeah, that's right, I, 
for some reason, you know, uh, you've seen these. Even it's a even if it's in a symbolic way, like a like a uh, what do you call it? Like a yeah, ceremony or a musical of sort, whatever you want to call those those uh, the opening ceremonies. What that's called? It's like a you know song. It's dance. It's uh, um, you know coordinations by multiple you know people and stuff like that. They always sort of outshine each other. Um, these opening ceremonies. But yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's about if you can have that on your side, if you can have people see have, have seen similar scenes before it's much more likely that people will like that will work to, with you that will work towards those things again even if it's not conscious or intentional right uh blast the Lizo, there's uh ju- but but again you could you know to, to your point cock zone you could always fall back on that as well like oh it's this big it's this con- no one's gonna listen to you if you say oh they showed us whether what, what they were gonna do in this olympic ceremony no one no one's gonna no one's gonna believe that they're, they're gonna think you're, you're nuts right uh normies i mean blastalizo there's just no way that this predictive programming is being planned by people uh, i firmly believe there's a higher and darker force that has a hand in this yeah that's it's true it could be we 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 don't know i mean i think if you consider the the ruling class and whatever they're working with whatever they're working in connection with or for or towards um i would say though that that is a a a higher and darker force of sorts but i get your point Blastalizo. Uh Kakri Zone again. Uh, those women could be uh, could put on full overalls and they would still be gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The Norwegian handball team. That's right. Um, cool beans, cool beans. Okay, so over to this uh, Telegram uh, founder here. Um, Durov, right? He, he ended up posting on, the, on his Telegram about this too. Telegram founder listed in leaked Pegasus project data. Interesting. Pavel Durov, who built reputation on creating unhackable apps selected by NSO client governments. Um, So this is the Israelis, right? Uh, That's behind it. Amid the varied cast of people whose numbers have appeared on a list of individuals selected by NSO groups, client governments, one name stands out as particularly ironic. Pavel Durov, the enigmatic Russian-born tech billionaire who has built his reputation on creating an unhackable messaging app finds his own number on the list. Durov36 is the founder of Telegram, which claims to have more than half a billion users. Telegram offers end-to-end encryption messaging, and users can also set up channels to disseminate blah, blah, blah. And then here we come, right? It has founded popularity among those keen to evade snooping eyes of governments, whether they be criminals, terrorists, or protesters battling authoritarian regimes. In recent years, Durov has publicly rubbish uh, rubbished the security standards of competitors, particularly WhatsApp, which he has claimed is dangerous to to use. By contrast, he has positioned Telegram as a plucky upstart determined to safeguard the privacy of its users at all costs. Now here, the Telegram does actually not uh, reveal their, their code, right? It's not open source. Uh, so we actually don't know, I think, as part of it. I heard some cr- uh, critics of, of Telegram regarding that. They said... Um, we don't know how um, what they're doing on the back back end or where the data goes or anything like that, right? I know that Russia for a while they uh, demanded the encryption keys, and they refused to hand that, those over. So I guess that was that's one good step that they ended up moving to a Middle Eastern com- com- uh, country. Um, was it Abu Dhabi or uh, something like that, right? 
Uh, anyway, without a forensic examination of Duro's phone, it is not possible to say whether there was an, any attempt to install malware on the device. An NSO source indicated Duro was not a target, meaning the source denies he was selected for surveillance using Pegasus, NSO's spyware. The company now we'll talk more about what that is and, and who's behind it in, in a moment here. Uh, the company insists that the fact that the number appeared on the list was in no way indicative of whether that number was selected for surveillance using Pegasus. Why? Why? Of, co of course it was, right? As directly whether Duro's phone was target of Pegasus or any other activity related to the spyware, an NSO spokesperson did not directly answer the question. They said any claim that a name is on the list is necessarily uh, is necessarily related to Pegasus, uh, to a Pegasus target or potential ter uh, target is erroneous and false. All right, um, so let's see what Durov said about this, and then we'll talk about what actually happened. So I, I think he's being targeted intentionally because he has created things like Telegram, right? And they want to uh, know, and they need to uh, find out more about these people, right? Uh, the phones of so this is Durov's uh, Telegram channel here. The post is from that. The phones of 50,000 individuals, including human rights activists and journalists, have been targeted by surveillance tools. This is from the Israeli uh, Israeli NSO, this NSO group, uh, and they were used by numerous governments. These tools can hack any iOS device or Android phone, and there is no way to protect yourself or your device from it. It doesn't matter which app you use because the system is breached on a deeper level. According to the Snowden revelations from 2013, both Apple and Google are part of the global surveillance program that implies that these companies have to, among other things, implement backdoors into their mobile operating systems. Remember, we've talked about that with like things like Intel and stuff like that. They're building like hardware backdoors into devices and computers and all that kind of stuff, right? That's been going on for years. And Israel have been spying on like the U.S. for for forever, anyway, right? And and other countries too. These backdoors, usually disguised as security bugs allow U.S. agencies to access information on any smartphone in the world. And, and, and again, Israel, don't just look at the U.S. here. We know about the NSA programs. We know about PRISM and all these kinds of, you know, unlawful things that they've been doing. And they they still deny it. And they say, oh, we, don't, we can't spy on American citizens. And, you know, then they do it anyway, obviously. The problem with such backdoors is that they are never exclusive to just one party. Anybody can exploit them. So if a U.S. security agency can hack an iOS or Android phone, any other organization that uncovers these backdoors can do the same. Unsurprisingly, this is exactly what has been taking place. An Israeli company called NSO Group has been selling access to the spying tools that allowed third parties to hack tens of thousands of phones. So that making money, this Israeli com company is making money on this too, right? Discover a vulnerability. Let's uh, offer that as a service. Let's sell it. Since at least 2018, I've been aware that one of my phone numbers was included in a list of potential targets of such surveillance tools, although a source from the NSO group denies it. Personally, I wasn't worried since 2011 when I was still living in Russia. I've got used to assuming that all my phones were compromised. Anyone who gains access to my private data will be utterly disappointed. They will have to go through thousands uh, of concept designs for Telegram features and millions of messages related to our product development process. They won't find any important information there, he says. However, these surveillance tools are also used against people far more prominent than me. For example, they were employed to spy on 14 heads of state. The existence of backdoors in cr uh, crucial infrastructure and software creates a huge challenge for humanity. That's why I have been calling upon governments of the world to start acting against the Apple-Google duopoly in the smartphone market and to force them 
to open their closed ecosystems and allow for more competition. Well, that I agree with. So far, even though the current market monopolizes, monopolization increases cost and violates privacy and freedom of speech of billions, because they're censoring Telegram now too, right? Which he's invested in that part of it. Um, so yeah, it uh, uh, violates pr uh, privacy and freedom of speech of billions. Government officials have been very slow to act. I hope the news that they themselves have been targeted by these surveillance tools will prompt politicians to change their minds. And of course, it won't because they're part of it, right? They're in on it. Uh, Glenn Greenwald said the same thing regarding this story here from, uh, from Washington Post. Many important implications from this greater joint reporting on Israeli spyware. Two notes, uh, or two to note. One, spying done in the name of stopping terrorism or domestic or foreign always is abused against dissidents. Yeah, not a big surprise there, but that's happening on a mass scale right now internally, definitely in the U.S., and but in Europe as well. Dissidents are targeted. Uh, number two, Israel's principal allies are very different now. That's an interesting, that's an interesting take, um, what he means by that. But I, 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 have my, I have my suspicions in terms of what he means, right? Uh, so here's the... Uh, Washington Post story here. I don't know how long this is, if we have time to go through a, a, a lot of this here. But uh, anyway, the Pegasus Project, a global investigation, private Israeli spyware used to hack cell phones of journalists, activists worldwide. NSU Group's Pegasus spyware, licensed to governments around the globe, can infect phones without a click. Military-grade spyware licensed by an Israeli firm to governments for tracking terrorists and criminals was used in an attempt uh, was used in attempted and successful hacks of 37 smartphones belonging to journalists, human rights activists, business executives, and two women close to the murder of Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi, according to an investigation by the Washington Post and 16 media partners. The phones appeared on a list of more than 50,000 numbers that are concentrated in countries known to engage in surveillance of their citizens and also known to have been clients of the Israeli firm NSO Group, a worldwide leader in the growing and large unregulated private spyware industry. Is, uh, is are Israel going to have uh, sanctions levied against them for this? Of course not. The list does not identify who put the numbers on it or why, and it is unknown how many of the phones were targeted or surveilled, but forensic analysis of the 37 smartphones shows that many display a tight correlation between timestamps associated with a number on the list and the initiation of surveillance, in some cases as brief as a few seconds. Interesting. Um, all right, so I'll, what I'll do is I'll have to dive deeper into this and see who actually... Let me see here. Among the journalists whose mem uh, numbers... Or sorry, yeah, numbers appear on the list, which dates to 2016, are reporters working overseas for several leading news organizations, including a small number from CNN, the Associated Press, Voice of America and New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Bloomberg News, Le Monde in France, Financial Times in London, and Al Jazeera in Qatar. Interesting. Um, okay, yeah, we'll go through this in more detail here, too. Uh, I think this is a pretty fairly lengthy uh, piece here. Yeah, that goes into it. Yeah, so what we'll do is we'll we'll talk more about this in uh, uh, detail on Friday, I think, because it's too much for me to go through right now. But uh, just a, as a as a as a uh, as a preface, or as a as a you know initial heads up, <laughs> this is this is what Israel does, right? 
And of course, then they deny this right after, right? Um, denying mass spying claims. NSO says it's victims. It's victim of an orchestrated campaign. Oh, it's we, we're the victims here. It's our they turned on us. It's it's we who are being because we're Israelis and and so therefore they're trying to target us with this misinformation campaign. Yeah, I'm sure that that's what's going on, right? Israeli firms and spyware scandal says it won't be responsible further to uh, further to false allegations. Its surveillance was used on world leaders and hundreds of journalists. Pushing back against claims it has targeted more than a dozen heads of state and hundreds of journalists. Israeli spyware firm NSO Group on Wednesday denied being engaged in mass surveillance. Calling the allegations against it uh, insinuations and slander. False allegations have been published against us that ignore the facts. The company said in a statement announcing that it would be not, uh, it would not be responding to further requests to comment on the claims. We will not play the game of insinuations and slander. Yeah, that's right. The company said it, uh, that an orchestrated campaign is being carried out against us. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Right. I'm sure it is. Uh, but even if even if it's if the latest stuff is uh, l- let's let's run with that for a second, shall we? And say, oh, we're being targeted in this uh, awful anti-Semitic attack uh, because we're Israeli or, or whatever angle they, they're going to play here, right? Israel have been doing this for, for years and they've used back ends. Remember going back to, um, uh, was it the, the Promise software, right? Or going back to um, uh, P-Tech, right? The 9-11 connections and all these things, right? It's just, and here's a, here's a story from 2014. U.S. officials, Israel spying on Americans has reached terrifying levels. They've been wiretapping Americans, American politicians. It was that story about the Stingray device uh, just outside the White House that was found, right? Found, you know, this is before uh, the 2020 election and stuff like that, right? Israel spies on the United States more than any other ally does, and these activities have reached an alarming level. Newsweek magazine reported on Tuesday the main targets are U.S. industrial and technical secrets. The Weekly said, quoting quoting classified briefings on legislation that would make it easier for Israeli citizens to get visas to enter America. Hmm. Newsweek said, this is when Newsweek did journalism still, said a congressional staffer familiar with briefing last January called the testimony very sobering, alarming, and even terrifying, yet somehow they're America's greatest ally. Another one quoted saying that their behavior was damaging. No other country close to the United States continues to cross the lines of espionage like the Israelis do, said a former congressional staffer who attended another classified briefing in late 2013. It said that briefing was one of several in recent months given by the Department of Homeland Security, the State Department, the FBI, and National Counterintelligence Directorate. And this is also this is a different time, 2013. Is it 14 or 14? 2014. Different time. They're more honest about this kind of stuff back then, right? And here's uh, the Electronic Intifada. Why isn't Israel held accountable for spying on journalists? Is that a rhetorical question or are you, are you going are you going somewhere with uh, with this, Ali? Um, but of course, they won't be held responsible because, uh, you know, because they say so. And, and that's basically that. All right. <clears throat> do we have anything else? I guess we have. I guess we'll wait with the... Uh, oh, wait. We can, let's do the, just a quick mention on this one, and then we'll wrap up here. Um, 
Pentagon reported, while we're on the surveillance issue here too, this could be good for you to know. Pentagon reportedly tracking extremist web searches, including the truth about Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Reports from Defense One and Fox News states that the Pentagon is working with a UK-based company called Moonshot CVE, stands for Countering Violent Extremism, to uncover networks of domestic extremism within the military. Moonshot regularly works with the notorious anti-white organization called the Anti-Defamation League, run by uh, super staunch Zionist and anti-white hater Jonathan Greenblatt. And it has ties to former President Obama, as well as the SPLC and George Soros Open Foundation, according to the reports. And here's a tweet from them here back here. ADL and Mushot's research on online white supremacy culti culti culminated sorry, in the report White Supremacy Search Trends in the United States. <laughs> Find out more. And then, of course, always that time to ask for the shekels. Consider donating to the ADL so we can continue to collaborate successfully. Yeah, that's right. So we can continue to make up shit that doesn't even exist. Support the ADL's work. Remember the Charlottesville, how much they were like uh, asking for, uh, for 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 shekel, for shekels after that point. Let me see here. What was this? All right, I don't know what that is. Uh, anyway, Moonshot suggests that searching for the the term "the truth about BLM" indicates a belief that the BLM movement has nefarious motives, which quote is a disinformation narrative perpetuated by white supremacist groups to weaponize. Anti-BLM sentiments. Yeah, that's right. If you, that's right. If you don't like these people burning down cities, running after white people and targeting them because they're white and beeping them, in, beating them into a pulp on the streets, and even burning people, burning people alive in their stores in Minneapolis. If you don't approve of that, you're a dangerous white supremacist. That's right. Let them take down your statues. Let them hunt you down and rape you. Whatever they want to do, have their way with you. And you will lay down and take it because otherwise you're you're a bad person. The company further states that while the search phrase initially appears innocuous, it is it, um, it isn't because the phrase has also been used to suggest that the BLM movement is in line with the burning and looting of Antifa. Yeah, that's right. That totally doesn't happen. That never happened. 2020 didn't happen. Just like that, it's gone. Nothing happened. These sources echo white supremacist disinformation narratives alleging that BLM protesters are trying to overthrow the republic. Yeah, because <laughs> they've totally not uh, they're to totally not involved in an insurrection against uh, against the US, right? And harm American citizens in a Marxist coup. Yeah, because BLM is they're, they're not trained Marx. There is no co-founder of BLM that's that admitted that admitted that they're trained Marxists, and that's the objective of BLM. So labeling BLM Marxist means you're an extremist, even though the organization's own website displays objectives and unequivocally that are in line with neo-Marxism, as its founder have described themselves as trained Marxists. Uh, let me see here. Appearing on Tucker Carlson's show Tuesday night, Vince Quaglianese. That's, that's as good as he's going to get. The editorial director of the Daily Caller discussed the moonshot contract with the Pentagon and noted that 
There is a sustained move within the Biden government to label everything as domestic extremism. Let's see how long this is here. Thank you very much. Oh, that's that's got to be a good segment there before. <laughs> that's call call Congress and kill the CDC ban on dogs. Interesting. Okay. All right. Um, let's see here. Thank you very much. Thanks. Well, in the six months he's been president, Joe Biden has spent an inordinate amount of time telling us about the greatest threat of our time. And of course, it's not China. We're friends with China. No, it's white supremacy. According to the intelligence community, terrorism from white supremacy is the most lethal threat to the homeland today. Not ISIS, not Al Qaeda, white supremacists. <laughs> Notice yeah. he never defined white supremacy. No one ever has. There's no actual definition for it, so it can apply to everyone who didn't vote for Joe Biden. That's why it's terrifying. That's why you should resist it. Biden has gone much farther than any other president, however, to politicize every federal agency, and that includes, terrifyingly, the military. Biden has directed the Defense Department, that's the department that's supposed to work on keeping us safe from foreign threats, to instead turn its attention on American citizens. Watch. And if confirmed, I will fight hard to stamp out sexual assault and to rid our ranks of racists and extremists. The job of the Department of Defense is to keep America safe from our enemies. But we can't do that if some of those enemies lie within our own ranks. Oh, the enemies are within, says defense contractor Lloyd Austin. So how exactly are they, quote, fighting white supremacy? Well, they're working with a defense contractor called Moonshot CVE, which claims to track extremism. So the question is, how does Moonshot define extremism? Well, one example the company gave for white supremacy was anyone who searched for the term on Google or DuckDuckGo, this phrase, the truth about Black Lives Matter. DuckDuckGo, that's an interesting, uh, very interesting addition right there, by the way. Uh, do not use obviously do not use google obviously do not use duckduckgo uh, i recommend swiss cows it's a, it's a, it's a good option anyway this it, everything that you search for on google basically is mirrored on duckduckgo you can't get any reasonable information there anymore at all uh, swiss cows for at least for some time we're actually giving you real good like results and and if you actually search for something you actually get it as opposed to the the propaganda campaign against it like you get on on google and duckduckgo uh, anyway let's uh, continue if you wanted to show the truth about black lives matter you were by definition a white supremacist and an enemy of, of the course. united states vince colonies is the host of wmal's the vince colonies show in washington colonies yeah so, so yeah i didn't italian up as someone said on the on the odyssey uh, chat i gotta gotta improve my italian DC, which dominates his time slot. We're happy to have him with us tonight. Vince, thanks so much for coming on. So how can a search term, how can a question be a sign of extremism? Well, if the outcome is contrived. I mean, this is the only reason you would include a, a, a question or a, just a simple a fact-finding mission as a sign of extremism is if you are trying to uh, rig the outcome of a study. Uh, like this. So, you know, the, where this comes from, this, this is called Moonshot CVE, as you noted. It's a contractor based out of London, England. Uh, they had, did a report earlier this year that gives us some indication of how they study extremism. It was released in June and it was about white supremacy in the United States. And they just surveyed search terms nationwide. And one of the search terms that they included as an indicator of white supremacy is what you said, the truth about black lives matter. Now, 
any number of people of all skin colors and and concerns and political backgrounds could be searching for something like that. Perhaps you're Marcellus Wiley, a sports commentator on Fox Sports One, who is looking for information on how Black Lives Matter sought to disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family that was once on the Black Lives Matter website. Maybe you're a Black Lives Matter chapter trying to figure out where $90 million that was raised by the national organization was spent and wasted. Maybe you're the type of person who's just looking up the ideological leanings of its founders. Well, but again, it's not of your bit. You take what we tell you and you swallow that. That's what that's what this is about. It's about obeying and you can't do any research on your own. And even if you do search it on Google and DuckDuckGo, you don't get you don't get anything anymore. It's all propaganda listed first. And that's why I, I, I just don't get that people continue using it. Yeah, someone said in chat, who else Googled Swiss cows and blood of tyrants? Don't Google it. Go to at go to at least like start page. Don't Google start. Go to startpage.com and then search for Swiss cows. I, th I think it's just SwissCows.com. Uh, but they do have some services. They have a VPN service now. They have was it a? Um, they do actually have a, I think a Telegram type service, like a, ch a chat messaging type thing that they open up as well. Um, they actually it's a kind of an odd name, but they actually so far looks very promising. One of them declaring, Patrice Colors, that she's a trained Marxist. Additionally, the Marxist leanings of the organization came out again this past week as it expressed support not for the people that are uh, seeking freedom, but the communist regime in Cuba. So there are plenty of reasons to ask that question. But if you do, you may get swept up in an extremism database. I, I got to ask, has there ever been a greater tragedy, a greater act of civic vandalism than politicizing the military in the way that the Biden administration has in the last six months. Have you ever seen anything like this before? It's completely out of control. Asking questions, now extremism. Free inquiry, yep. now extremism. It's getting yep. worse. All of it. Yep. All of it. And that's the point. We've talked about this. I made a video back in 2017 about it. I, I, I called all this. <laughs> I said anything, any questions, anything that goes against the mainstream narrative will be classified as terrorism. It's domestic terrorism. You have no right to ask questions. And again, it's disgusting, despicable, partisan hacks such as the ADL that are running this kind of gay op on, on everybody that it doesn't submit and agree, right? SPLC, ADL, these despicable organizations that need to be criminally charged uh, for, for breaking people's... Um, not only First Amendment right, in the, if we talk about the U.S., but uh, their uh, their uh, right to free speech, according to the U.N. Declaration of uh, Human Rights. How about that? They, they try to boast themselves as, as like social justice and human rights groups and shit like that, and they like ban people and censor people and get them deplatformed and unbanked and stuff like that. But uh, you know, they're, they're just they're disgusting, and and one day they'll get what they deserve. That's just that's just the end of it. Of it. Uh, okay, so we're gonna wrap up here. I've been going for way too long uh, today. Uh, but uh, what was it? Was it any any fun clip we can end on? Yeah, well, let's end on this clip. This was actually fun um, from a little bit earlier today, I think. Or uh, actually, no, it might have been over the weekend. Actually, um, let me play this just as a as a as a reminder here of who the uh, who the real Israelites are. Right. We are Hebrews. We are Israelites. We are the people of the Bible. We are from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. These are our forefathers. Sarah, Rebecca, Elizabeth, these are our four mothers. These people in the Bible are black, royal people, holy people, chosen. We are the chosen people. <laughs> 
Yeah, there you go. There you go. We'll talk about Ben and Jerry's next uh, next show here Friday. We're back with that. Uh, tomorrow we're going to work on uh, Lana's latest uh, video on equity. Uh, so we do have our work cut out for us, but I do appreciate you joining us today. I actually have the, the work cut out for me tonight because I got to get both the show with Jason Kessler up on the websites and on our uh, channels. And then, of course, this uh, show as well. But I thank you for your support. Let me check uh, actually entropy one last time here. Uh, Black Philip, remember, Israeli spying is so crazy. They have bigger budgets than the CIA and refuse to associate with five eyes. Uh, or four, oh, is there 14 eyes too? I know about five eyes. I would assume that they just take advantage of um, of five eyes and the, the intel that they're gathering, but I could be wrong on that. Since since the U.S. is compromised, they would just go in and, and, and take whatever the five eyes uh, you know gets, they would get, but, it, but you could be right. I do have to look up 14 eyes. So I'm not sure what that is. Uh, they are always listening everywhere, even here. Yes, they are. They're more the the data center of the world, right? Uh, Tel Aviv is the hub or the node of uh, global data communications. They're setting themselves up to be a, um, you know, the cybersecurity, uh, you know, uh, country of the world, and all this new infrastructure and stuff like that. It it, it is uh, truly uh, crazy. Uh, was that uh, Cockfrey Zone as was that black Israelite uh, Israelite wearing a Burger King crown? It kind of looks like it, doesn't it? Takes me back to uh, memories on that uh, on that plane. You guys remember that? Yeah, I think it is right. that. We are Hebrews. We are Israelites. We are the. They're literally kings. I, uh, it looks a little bit more sturdy than a Burger King one, but it's very close, right? Sarah, Rebecca, Elizabeth. These are our four mothers. These people in the Bible are black, royal people, <laughs> holy people, chosen. We are the chosen people. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, boys and girls. Do appreciate it. Very kind of you joining us today. Hope you enjoyed the show. Much more to cover. The craziness uh, just keeps keeps on spiraling, as it were, uh, and it uh, doesn't seem to be any uh, end in sight <laughs> anytime soon. Uh, do join us over at RedEyesMembers.com. We appreciate all of you members joining us today. Thank you so much, whether you're watching live on the members' website later on in the archives or somewhere else on our other channels. We do appreciate you. Uh, definitely don't want to miss out. We have a lot of content for you on RedEyesMembers.com. Exclusive videos, Weekend Warrior, each Sunday. We have the second hour of many of the interviews we've done. We have thousands and thousands of hours of material for you over on RedEyesMembers.com. So it's well worth it. Just 10 bucks a month helps uh, to support us in our continued efforts. We can continue to grow. We are trying to kind of work uphill, if you will against all the censorship and the banning and the deplatforming and the unbanking and being kicked off of payment processors and things like that. So you do, if you do value our work, do consider signing up at RedEyesMembers.com. And really, you don't want to miss out because uh, that's where we do all the good stuff, right? So uh, subscribestar.com slash RedEyes is a really simple way to join up. You can use your credit card right there. Then either send us an email, RedEyes at ProtonMail.com, or send us a DM on Subscribestar and tell us, uh, tell us what username or email you have on the member's website. Um, even if you don't have an account, we can we can hook you up with one very easily as well. So even if, even if you go straight to subscri Subscribestar, excuse me, even if you go straight to Subscribestar, we can hook you up with a username and a uh, pass real quick so we can get you in on the member's website. Uh, otherwise, Entropy works as well. EntropyStream.live slash TV. You can do a month-to-month um, -month recurring there if you want as well. It's the platinum option that they have there. Uh, or you can just click send paid chat and send the amount, uh, the equivalent uh, of the length of subscription you want. We have uh, all the way from um, uh, three months up to two years available uh, as, as a kind of a one-time uh, uh, one payment.
But of course, the and the longer you sign up for, if like if you sign up for a two-year subscription, uh, it's much less uh, per month as well. So you end up saving uh, quite a bit of money doing it that way as well, signing up for for a long term. Uh, we do also have the Cash App. That's another great way you can sign up. Just in the message, just put us put your username or email that you have on the RedEyesMembers.com site. And we can uh, activate your account right away on that. So it's Cash App slash Henrik Pongbren right there, as you see on screen. Uh, we also have an e-check option uh, for those in the U.S. It's the same way as you pay a utility bill online. Very easy. It's an uh, ACH payment. So it's bank-to-bank, uh, -bank, very secure, very safe, uh, very fast and quick as well. Uh, so that's a good option. Otherwise, crypto, if you do want to uh, uh, sign up using crypto, you can do that. We have all the instructions on RedEyesMembers.com. Just go there, sign in with your account. If you don't have an account, just sign up for, for one. It's very easy. And then from there, just choose the subscription you want, click Next, and you get to a page that have all the instructions. And we have the crypto addresses on that page. If there's a crypto you want to pay with that we don't have, just send us an email, redeyes at protonmail.com, and we can most likely provide you with an address uh, if you want to pay with a crypto that we, doesn't, we don't have uh, listed there. I know some of you as well, uh, you do prefer the uh, our address. Uh, we can send regular mail to. That's on screen right there if you want to do that. Thank you to everyone sending nice mail and stuff like that, of course, too. And thank you for uh, gifts that we occasionally receive. I do. Uh, we do appreciate that very, very much. So thank you, everybody. Uh, very kind of you all. All right, we're going to wrap up here, but uh, we'll be back Friday. I keep you guys posted on the... Uh, uh, on the co-host situation, and hopefully we can get someone good with us. Uh, and worst worst case scenario, I'll uh, I'll just uh, do it myself. Maybe we'll we'll take some calls at the end of the show or something like that. But uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much, everybody. Much love to you. Always remember, our ancestors are watching. Make them proud. Always be smart. Don't do anything dumb or foolish, of course. But keep fighting. Stay in the fight. And if you can't fight because of your position, do support the people that do. All right, boys and girls. Take care. We'll see you later. Do you love red ice? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a red ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like red ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.